Hey guys, it's the Andrew Bello from the Humming Media Group Podcast of the Year, the Wednesday Locker Room, and the former host and founder of the Next Level Wrestling Podcast. It's 2021, and it's time to kick out and leave the past behind us. Hameen Media Group starts the year off with over 2.25 million downloads, and our fan base is continuing to grow every day. Thank you for subscribing and sharing all of our channels, podcasts, and videos, and for standing strong with HMG in the face of ongoing censorship. We will always adapt and overcome any obstacles put in our way. We will overcome and certainly achieve even more success in the ever-changing digital landscape. Please make sure you're subscribed to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Thank you to all of the Patreon.com slash Hameen Media Group subscribers, home of the Rip Rogers FR podcast, named by Patreons to be their favorite show on the entire Hameen Media Group network. More content, including marketing and podcasting seminars, watch-alongs from Hameen's career in 2CW, OVW, DCW, and more. When you subscribe to Patreon.com slash Hameen Media Group, you are the fuel that drives HMG's free shows for the entire community. We salute you and thank you for your continued support in 2021. We continue our year supported by our daily listeners and our local sponsors, including ProWrestlingTees.com. Get the shirts of all your favorite Hameen Media Group wrestling personalities and support them directly. Greek God Papadon, Stevie Richards, Chris Silvio, SEG shirts for Big Sal, and of course, Finamine, Yala. Also, check out ZordosOliveOil.com. Make a healthy choice for 2021 when you cook with Zordos Ultra Premium Artisanal Olive Oil imported directly from Greece. Visit ZordosOliveOil.com today and taste the difference of an ultra premium product for yourself. And wake up, bro. It's time to get the official Vince Russo Bro Coffee. Kick the day off right, bro, with a cup of Broaster's Coffee. The exclusive limited edition Vince Russo Bro Coffee is a medium-roasted Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes and a smooth finish that will have you up and ready to go, bro. Order yours exclusively at thebroasters.com. And it's 2021, and the Hameen Media Group staff are all committed to Stevie Richards Fitness this year and getting ourselves into the best shape we've ever been in. You've seen Big Ray's amazing transformation, and there are plenty of SRF members interacting right now, motivating each other for the new year. So don't worry about gyms and lockdowns. Let's get in shape together, using our community for support and Stevie Richards Fitness to achieve our goals for 2021. Join us and visit StevieRichardsFitness.com for the most affordable and effective home workout program that will give you results, real results. 12 and 16 week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at stevierichards.com and russobrand.com where the pros are pros bro hear the most valid opinions in wrestling from the pros who live it no other podcasting platform and online wrestling punditry has the lineup of wrestling stars like russobrand.com stevie richards disco inferno shane douglas just incredible Big Vito, Stevie Ray, Taylor Hendricks, Ben Hameen, and now there's even more shows on the way with a partnership with the two-man power trip. Why would you go anywhere else but RussoBrand.com? 
We thank you for listening and being an incredible community of wrestling-addicted, conspiracy-minded, straight-brim hat-wearing infidels. By the way, Bin Hameen wrote this copy, and I'm currently in a basement being held at gunpoint. He's already shot Adler's twice, and I hope this is the correct style of intro he was looking for. So enjoy the show, HMG listeners. Please, for the love of Stevie, enjoy the show. Flagship edition of the Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast. A hard-hitting, in-depth, cutting-edge look into the world of professional wrestling. Now, let's introduce your host, Rad Rob, Rob Francois. Hey guys, welcome to the Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Rat Rob, Rob Francois. I hope everybody is doing well all around the world. Thank you for being here. This is day seven of the second annual Rad Rumble Week. Seven, seven days of shows this week, leading up until this very moment, the day of the Royal Rumble, which the Rumble has come and gone, and this is your 2021 WWE Royal Rumble post-game wrap-up show. I have three amazing guests here. Well... Two and a half. Uh, first off, I would like to bring... <laughs> oh, man. Already off the rails. Sorry. Sorry, Matt. Uh, <laughs> to my right is the one and only RBV from the Hameen Media Group, host of the Money Locker Room, and so many other shows and projects. He is uh, the workhorse of HMG. It is the one and only RBV. What's going on, man? It's our first show here together uh it's good to see you good to have you on. Uh, i was gonna say i was advertised guaranteed earlier in the week but finally delivered yes it's me it's me it's that auto a beat of the v richard bronson victory finally here in the postgame wrap-up and finally making making my way to the red turtle wrestling podcast you've hit the big time now my friend so fi- i finally arrived yeah uh down there that 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 way uh is truly uh one of the greatest podcast hosts in the history of podcasting. Uh, he has several thousand shows that drop to you on the two-man power trip empire and the brand. It is the one and the only Mr. John Paz. Paz, good to see you, buddy. Hey, good to see you again. How you, everybody doing out there? Uh, thank you. I, I thought you were going to say MSG for a second. You said one of the greatest podcasters of all time. Ooh. I thought you were going that way. Yeah, I thought you were going a different way with that one. All right. Kiss but I, ass I appreciate it, though. I okay. appreciate it, though. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, right down there. It's Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, what's up? What's going on, guys? It's your host on the scene where the air is clean, and I'm lighting up green, ya boy, MSG. Uh, John Paz, thank you so much for the kind words. Uh, you know, it's it's nice to finally have someone appreciate me here uh, versus the <laughs> other guy. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm back on this show to give this show more ratings because apparently that's what it needs. And uh, you guys heard I got to do part of that pre-show, kind of give my predictions. So I felt it would only be fitting but I watched the event and come back and at least tell you what I thought of it. And then Oops. I will continue to probably go about not watching WWE further and continue to watch AEW. Thank you. Well, I mean, he's contractually updated to watch AEW since he is the host of Light the Fuse on the Hameen Media Group. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Uh, I'm sorry, Matt. I didn't give you a proper introduction. You know I love 
you, you want people to suck your balls, but I'd rather bust your balls, and that's what I do on a really on a daily basis. Uh, but look, MSG, um, you know, all jokes aside, works almost as hard as RBV. But um, no, he is the award-winning uh, producer of the year for HMG. Uh, also, Light the Fuse was uh, an award-winning show at the 2020 Hammy Awards. But again, 2020 was a really fucked up year, so I wouldn't expect anything less anyway. So let's dive right into the Royal Rumble. Uh, we started off on the pregame show with the Women's Tag Team Championship match. The WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Asuka and Charlotte Flair were defending their titles against Nia Snacks. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Uh, and Shayna Baszler, the former tag team champions. Uh, RBV, I'll start with it. Well, well, we all pretty much picked uh, Baszler and, and Nia to win. But what did you think of this match? Uh, did they live up to uh, your, your pregame expectations? Well, I, I really thought it, seeing this on the pre-show wasn't surprised at all. I thought because they needed the pacing, the space, this thing. And I thought they were going to go with a more aggressive storyline approach throughout the evening and get things going here. And it it really started to unravel from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, match outside of itself, it's what you get with, you know, with these two in here. Uh, Baszler's just, she seems just so off her game as she's been misused. Nia's completely useless inside the ring. Oscar and Charlotte, they're fine. Uh, sometimes they have trouble working that baby dynamic with one another. Right. Uh, but in the storyline itself, what really threw me off here, yeah, you knew Flair and Lacey were going to get involved. Again, their interference almost doesn't work. It almost seems to backfire. They should have put Charlotte down much quicker to drive home that you know that that knockout punch. We got up on you one more time. Here's a little disappointed that Charlotte was able to maintain her offense and regroup, go back at Baszler. I thought it made Baszler look incredibly weak. But again, we're talking about the bigger picture, the storytelling that's going on here between the the family feud, if you will, with the Flares and Lacey's involvement. Yeah, I can't agree uh, more with that. Uh, you, you really hit that on the head. Naya, to me, I put out a tweet earlier after after this match. <laughs> I, I saw that, about the, uh, the the leg. The, the leg. Well, I mean, if that's what you call a leg drop, then I, I you know. I mean, uh, I have more athleticism than her. But uh, yeah, I said that was the most unathletic move I've ever seen in my life. I said uh, Norman the Lunatic had more natural athleticism uh, than Naya Jax. Uh, Paz, what did you think of this match? Uh, it, was, it was just kind of there. He didn't do anything. And I was thinking the same thing with Lacey Evans and that punch. It almost seemed like they like mistimed it a yeah. bit. Like she was going for the figure four and then Lacey forgot. She did the little elevation to make it the figure eight. So I don't know. It was a little bit of a, the timing issue there. And again, like wasting the nature boy, Ric Flair, one of the greatest of all time on this feud. I yeah. just don't like it. I think it's silly. And then you just throw in the COVID stuff and Drew had it and all these, you know, all this COVID stuff. And he's 70 something years old and you keep bringing him to the performance center to do this. I don't know. I think it's a waste of Flair who arguably is the greatest of all time. Maybe not so arguably, but you're kind of throwing him out there and just to me, I don't, I don't know. I just, I didn't like it. It was okay, I guess, but I guess we're going to pretend that him and Lacey are screwing each other. So I don't know. I wasn't, uh, wasn't too high. In it. it was just there for me. It was, it was okay. Do we have to pretend that they're banging each well, other? I mean, uh... yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have, they've actually, Lacey's done a pretty good job on social media about protecting this, you know, because a lot of people immediately were like, well, we know she's married, you know, and now yeah. that's, that's so out there. She's done a good job protecting that, saying, I, I, we're not doing anything. I'm just learning from one of the greatest. So she's she's using the innuendo and, you know, the flirtatious attitude to kind of dangle that out there while seemingly working both angles. 
Yeah, and somebody had put a like a picture of she was wearing lingerie and they put a picture of imposed picture of Rick and she like fed into it. So I was like, okay, at least she's like keeping kayfabe and like keeping it going a little bit. You sure she just doesn't want to ride Space Mountain? I mean, Ooh, you know, I'm just saying. Oldest ride, but it always has the longest lines. That's right. Matthew, what did you think of this uh, pregame show match? So obviously I haven't watched WWE in a number of years now. Was this new as far as Ric Flair and Lacey Evans? Is this a brand new pairing? Did they uh, in the last month or so, I think. A couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. Last couple weeks. Okay. So it's something that they've been leading up to. So what's the backstory? I mean, I kind of, I guess I missed this, maybe the video package that led up to this or something. Rick interfered in one of Charlotte's matches several weeks ago and okay. and ended up costing her a win. And she got really pissed and berated him in the ring in front of God and the entire world. So that's they've been feeding off of that now, and then they got Lacey involved, and and uh, they've kind of been uh, a thorn in uh, in Charlotte's side for the yeah, last few weeks. MSG, it, it was it was Peyton Royce and Lacey against Oscar and and Char, and in a misfire, uh, Royce got the win over Charlotte. So now that Lace that Lacey Evans has seen that she can kind of manipulate Flair into getting her way and to getting mm-hmm. the upper hand and, and embarrassing Charlotte's kind of the running. Gotcha. Okay, so Lacey's utilizing Rick against Charlotte here. Okay, I, I guess Correct. I understand the context. As far as the match is concerned, I mean, it was a good, decent match. I thought I don't really have any complaints. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, they should have done this and they shouldn't have done that. But uh, I thought the match was, you know, what it was for a pre-show match. Um, I did think Nia Jax was going to win, and uh, that was just because I thought that, you know, they really like to give Nia Jax attention, so... <laughs> She won the title, and congratulations to them. That was your pre-show, guys. Yep, and they are the uh, they now are the two-time women's tag team champions. Two times. Two times. Two time. Shayna Baszler, right? That's her partner. Correct. Man, she is. Uh, she she could probably kick somebody's ass. Yeah, right. And uh, but I mean, you know, she's much. pretty tough. She's pretty tough. Looks like she's pretty tough. Yeah. I mean, I would. Ex MMA fighter. Yeah, she's yeah, legit. I would not want to mess. Yeah, with she was. She was one of Ronda's girls. I actually think, I, and I catch shit for this all the time. I'm like the only person I know that thinks that she is that Baszler is somewhat attractive, and I think it's just because I'm I'm really drawn towards girls that could just beat the crap out of me. <laughs> You're the first person I've ever heard say that about Baszler. Uh, yeah. See, and I I think it, I I appreciate that work ethic. I think she's tremendous in what she does, and yes, I guess it would fall under one of my my fetishes <laughs> that I would like to have the crap kicked out of me by my woman. Hey, yeah, uh, I got it. You I know, got a friend we... that loves uh, Jessamine Duke. I got another yeah. friend that loves Marina Schaefer, but I never heard anybody say <laughs> love Baszler. So. There, you go. Go. there we go. History in the making right here. <laughs> to each their own. Uh, whatever floats your boat there, Rick. Yeah, whatever so. you want to do, bro. I mean, that's all you, Tommy. Uh, our first match to start the actual Royal Rumble main card was for the WWE Championship. The WWE Champion, Drew McIntyre, defending his championship against Bill Goldberg. Matthew, I'll start with you. Uh, I know you weren't uh, you weren't born when Goldberg had his run in WCW, so I mean, I know. Uh, hopefully, you went back on the network and, and caught up on most of that. But Dude, I'm, uh, I'm going to be 33 here in March. Uh, but yes, I I mean, I was as a child watch who watched the full Goldberg run. Actually, that was part of my adolescence, um, so I remember it very vividly when Goldberg uh, first got his start in WCW. As I was flipping the channel back and forth, uh, but we don't need to dive into that. I mean, because this is not RTW Rewind. In regards to the match very with done. Bill Goldberg and Drew McIntyre, uh, I found the match to be um, probably my favorite match of the night. Actually. <laughs> I, I like the fact that it wasn't long. It was seemed kind of a realistic fight between guys 
who just got in there to try and beat each other's up. But before anything could really happen, they just hit each other really quick with their finishers and bing, bam, boom, Drew McIntyre retains. And I, I was so, somewhat shocked. I, I, you know, I made the prediction. I thought Goldberg was going to win this match on day six of the Rad Rumble, which go back and listen to it. Michael, Doc, sorry, Dr. Jargo. Um, and go back and listen to that. But I made that prediction. I thought Goldberg was going to win. So uh, kudos for them to keep the strap on him. As you guys explained it to me, your pick was you thought Drew McIntyre was going to win. And it seems that your pick came to fruition. Yeah, uh, the other three of us, uh, we all knew that Drew was going to win this match. So, I mean, you were, you were I close. Was that clear cut, though? Because right. it seems a lot of people were sitting on the edge of their seat and they were holding their breath this, this entire, what seemed to be an Iron Man match for Goldberg, two minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> the longest we've seen him in an actual competition in a long, long time. But long time. Yeah. And I think that was the intrigue here. You've seen that buzz out of the gate for the Rumble was people were saying, are they going to, are they really going to do this? Because I don't think anyone would have been completely shocked if they pulled the trigger and gone with Goldberg. Uh, I was a little upset. maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was a little upset at, uh, at, at the initial storyline where Goldberg comes in and says to Drew that you've been disrespecting uh, all the legends and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Drew McIntyre is one of the nicest guys in the absolute world. And like he hasn't said anything on TV about it. Uh, I didn't think that was the right way to uh, to start that off. I mean, they're two big, giant studs. Uh, obviously, Goldberg has the legacy. He is a WCW or he's a WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, he, he could just that's that's all you need. That's all you need is just Bill Goldberg going there, be like, you know what? I want to see how I I fare against the new talent, against the guy. Uh, they didn't have to just make up that bullshit storyline. Uh, as far as the match was concerned, it was a typical Gold, Goldberg book match in the last you know two or three years since he's come back. Uh, it was no. Does the engine still get you hyped, Rob. Duh. Maybe in front of 60,000 people, but not, you know, 20,000 TV screens. I don't know. That's just me. 20,000 uh, is a little excessive. Maybe like a There might be. there. I don't know. Uh, but in any event, uh, it was a good match. But I did tweet out that Goldberg is a little, um, was a little gassed uh, at the end of the mat, that two-minute uh, Iron Man match. Um, and he looked really sore. Like, it looked like he was really hurting. Like, and you got to give him credit for training and, and getting his body in, in, prep- in shape and preparation for that. But... Uh, as I said on Twitter, there's a big difference between being in good shape and being in ring shape. They're two different animals. Goldberg was not prepared uh, for this match, but he did what he could with the time that they had. I put the over-under on Twitter at six and a half minutes. Uh, whoever took the under, you are the winner. Uh, but <laughs> RBV, uh, what did you think of this match? Were you a Goldberg fan? Uh, do you mind seeing him come back in the ring at least once or twice a year? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, who didn't get swept up in the Goldberg movement? I, I mean, it was wrestling was so hot at the time, and then you have really, I mean, just just dominating charismatic figure just come in and just crushing all the competition. You, you had to get behind it, and it was an incredible movement. And I'm okay with you know names like Goldberg coming back uh, for these for these one offs, these these specialty shots like this. But I, I do you know what you were saying there, Rob. They did him absolutely no favors inside of this creative. I mean, right out of the gate, oh. to have him out there rambling on and on about respect. When, even on that episode, the person that was showing all the legends disrespect was Randy Orton. Yeah. And then they just kind of switched gears. It's funny, uh, over on the Hameen Media Group platform, you can check out the Wednesday locker room, the, the great strangler, Steve. Actually, he was, he was filling in on the Friday <laughs> locker room as him and Ben were discussing this. Yeah. And he had mentioned that this is, this is most likely 99.9% chance this is the case where after rewrite after rewrite they 
flipped the script there at the end and forgot to change everything else through the show that completely made any sense with it because it's just how they operate now. And that's how they operate. And, we, you know, we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. It's really sad uh, that that's what it's come down to is, you know, rewriting the show before it happens. I mean, can you imagine Pod spending an entire week writing a show and then Vince is like, God damn it, that sucks. And just tears it up, you know, an hour or two before the show. And you guys have to scramble to, to get something done. Yeah, it absolutely sucks for those writers. That's why so many of them quit or they're not happy there or you hear how bitter they are because they probably worked on that all week. They thought it was perfect. Orton is going to be the guy. Makes perfect sense. Legend killer. Everything is right. And he's like, nah, just switch it. We're going <laughs> to switch it. We're going to have Drew be the guy. But what about everything we wrote? No, no, everything we wrote stays the same. We're just switching. the guy. Well, how does it make sense? Drew was literally kissing Hogan's ass, kissing this guy's ass. Like, you know, he's being so nice to everybody. Why all of a sudden? But Vince is, you know, he's nuts, 75-year-old nut. You know what I mean? He gets something in his mind, and he just decided to change it. I didn't think the creative of that was terrible. I felt like Drew kind of tried to save it the week after. Yeah, talking about kind of changing gears a little bit on the respect thing and almost trying to make you forget it. And then if you watch the match, the, the video package, they completely – took that part out of it and made yeah. you made it seem like it was more of a, of a respecting of a legend yep. wanted to test himself. So they even were like, okay, let's just edit the crap out of this. It's what Vince did to the creative. <laughs> it makes no yeah. sense whatsoever. It was just awful. But I kind of liked the match. Just, you know, obviously it was like three minutes, whatever, short and sweet. If I was them, I would have started the bell early and have the all outside of the ring count towards the time of the match. Then you would have lost the over under, I think possibly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but exactly. I, I I don't know. I hate when they do that in the matches start because it adds to like the hype if the match already starts and then that happens. Yep. And then is it going to be a count? Then like they could have. I don't know. I feel like they could have uh, made the match a little bit longer. And it kind of was a little annoying. But I liked the match though for the most part. I thought it was pretty good. Obviously Goldberg's fifty four years old. Ring rust is big. He's not going to be in that great of shape. You get what you get out of it. He was selling. Although maybe you're right. Maybe it was more. Snap. More than selling, maybe it was like legit and yes. selling combined. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think <laughs> it made Drew look good. And I was just kept thinking to myself, though, they don't have enough guys to make Drew look like a better champion. So you got to bring back these legends. So it's a good resume thing. Like Drew McIntyre at Royal Rumble 2021 beat Goldberg. It's just a good first resume. Good thing to check off. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, he beat Brock Lesnar and the Big Show in one night at WrestleMania. So, I mean, you know, they, they had that match aired. They aired that match on Raw. Uh, yeah. you know, the day yeah. after. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of what they've been doing, just trying to put everything that they could in front of Drew McIntyre to try to get him come off as a, as a credible champion. Uh, before we move on to the next match, that is a good question. Uh, RBV, I'll move back to you. Do you think Drew McIntyre has had a good run as WWE champion? And uh, do you think once fans come back uh, that he'll be over? I think all things considered in, inside the environment, everything that they're dealing with inside COVID, uh, he's done a tremendous job carrying the weight of the company. Uh, again, I guess my only, you know, gripes about it would be towards the creative side and the company's refusal to really acknowledge that we're in a pandemic. That, yeah. that you know, that we, our backs are up against the wall. I think it would have been so much more impactful if Drew could have been able to speak openly from the heart, like what it means to represent the company as a champion at this time, where other leagues did experience shutdowns, where WWE continued to push through every week to bring original content to give you a little bit of escape from everything that was going on and let you know again speak from the heart about what an honor it was for him to carry the company at that time i think that would have really set him apart take him to that next level but all in all i thought he's done a tremendous job 
Yeah, I can't agree more with that. Matt, I know you haven't been watching recently, but just seeing what, you, what you've seen out of Drew McIntyre uh, tonight and, and, and if you actually caught a little bit of him recently, do you buy him as a credible threat? And who do you think could be taking the crown off of him uh, at WrestleMania? Well, I feel that I saw the initial victory from Drew McIntyre. So it's interesting to see what nine, ten months later where he's at now. So, of course, you guys broke it down to me on day six as far as, you know, how he lost the championship and regained it back, how he's yeah. done the Roman Reigns Survivor Series match, right? So it, I don't really have much more information than on who I saw in the ring tonight, right, as far as in, even in the Royal Rumble. I mean, at this point, the only credible champion, I think, that would be in line to face Drew would have to be like a Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, uh, and then just some guys there at the end, like Rey Mysterio. Uh, but, you know, it remains to be seen, as you guys have pointed out, that WWE, on the stroke of a you know pen, just like to change what's going to happen. <laughs> and sometimes they don't even change or um, maybe uh, like analyze how that affects the rest of the card or how the rest of the storyline's moving forward. Because based on the outcome of this match, you would have thought Goldberg would have won because then we see who wins the Royal Rumble. And that naturally should have been an interesting kind of setup. Obviously, you know, Goldberg can't really do a match after seeing the winner of this <laughs> of the Royal Rumble, the, the stamina between the two guys are leaps and bounds. So yes. I don't yeah. know if that match would have eventually came to fruition, but it would have still been interesting nonetheless. RBV, before we move on, one more thing. What do you think about the whole uh, Braveheart gimmick that they're doing with? Uh... Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna override RBV for a second. A society, okay. society review says he thinks Strowman versus McIntyre is next for Mania. Go for it, RBV. Well, uh, that's pretty interesting. I know, I, well, I know we're having some more conversation when we talk about the Rumble winners and potentials for WrestleMania and all that. Uh, it, I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe it was like kind of cool the first. But the time when the sword broke, it just completely flopped. So I'm just <laughs> ready to move on from this damn thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, our next match uh, was for the SmackDown Women's Championship. The champion, Sasha Banks, defending her title against the recently enhanced Carmella. Uh, I haven't been watching in a few months, and I haven't seen Carmella since her reboot. Uh, pause, she looks a little a little different, kind of like Nikki Bella did maybe when she came back several years ago. Yes, I did notice that. She definitely looks a little bit bigger, which, you know, no complaints here at all. Uh, she still looks great. <laughs> you know, great body. She still looks great. She's pretty good in the ring. I feel like uh, a lot of the, a lot of people kind of ripping her, but she's, uh, you know, she's pretty good. I think she's done a good job from what I've seen of her uh, since she's come back. She's gotten a yeah. lot better in the ring. And her character, too. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't understand the whole Reginald thing. Is he like uh, like an image consultant or something like that? Or? No, he, he's her sommelier. Come on, you don't know. Ah, okay. Whatever gotcha. the hell that is, it has something to do with wine. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I was like, is that a no? Is that like a coffee thing or a wine thing? Yeah, it's a uh, wine thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, RBV, did you? Uh, oh, sorry, Pods. Did you? Did you enjoy the match? It was pretty good. Sasha Banks is really good. I mean, out of all the women, I feel like she's probably the best. Kind of, maybe not by far, but it's like her, Charlotte, Oscar. But I don't know. I think. Um, I don't know. I, I like Sasha. I think she's pretty good in the ring. Uh, those two have pretty good chemistry. It wasn't a great match by any stretch, but it was pretty good. And I don't know. I, I kind of enjoyed it. I always liked Sasha Banks. I think she looks great, looks like a star, uh, carries herself well, and usually has a good match with anybody pretty much. No, that's true. Uh, Rick, Carmella looked like she almost died at one point. Uh, thankfully, she didn't. Yes. That was, that was scary kind of a scary spot. That was a very scary spot. Well, I would say uh, a bigger is better. 
And that is the greatest <laughs> entrance in professional wrestling right right now. Uh, yeah. Kamala Car- Carmella has it going on. Don't I say don't Kamala. <laughs> well, no. which one? Which uh, one? Uh, I mean, we, we can talk about the good one, not, not the one. That's, Ugandan uh, Giant. Yes, yes, yes okay. that that would have been a great entrance. But uh, but Carmella's got going. On. I I I really thought is you know they were going to pull the trigger and, and move in that direction i'm just sitting there imagining vince as like that uh that that horn dog the, the hound dog from the cartoons yeah. back at gorilla tongue rolling rolling back into his mouth steam coming out of his ears when he sees her uh, you gotta believe he loves everything about her look her, her style thinks what he could promote with her so i was surprised that they didn't move in that direction so you know you begin the question what is next for her well, when it comes to sasha I, you got the crossover appeal, and they completely missed on not doing anything mm-hmm. with her appearances on uh, the Mandalorian and all yeah. all of that. And it's Paz saying, you know, he's a fan of hers, and so many are. I guess maybe uh, I'm a I'm a little bitter because I, I I sit and do too many shows with Ben Hamin, and he <laughs> points out all those little just nuances in her technical game and the flaws there. To me, I guess she's fine and all that until she opens her mouth. Yes, and then again, even that it was like cringeworthy in the promo. It, there's just little things in her matches where she's trying to do too much, go too fast. But ultimately, that's again, that, that's just some nitpicking. As a marketer, I see the big money and looking for it. I know we're going to talk about Bel Air winning. I think they could have a huge, big money match at WrestleMania between those two. Yes, that is true. And we'll get into that a little bit later because uh, that's a very interesting uh, point you just brought up. To me, Sasha, I'll get to you here in a second, Matt. Sorry. Uh, to me, Sasha Banks is a tremendous wrestler. Uh, there's no doubt that her her ring her in ring work is pretty solid. If you want to compare her to Bailey over the last year, I wasn't sold on Bailey first as a heel. I thought she was kind of I don't know. Um, I, it just it just wasn't doing anything for me. But I will give Bailey credit. She busted her ass uh, as the women's champion and really improved her character. Kind of to use a cliche term, found her voice. And I thought she really. She was really the shining example of you know, between those two, uh, and now that they're split up, Sasha has a chance to go on her own. And to me, just you're right as a promo, as a character, she's a channel changer. Uh, look, we could all have great matches any day of the week, but if you don't have a compelling character, uh, no one's going to buy into you. Matthew, you have something to uh, to chime in there? Can you hear me? No. <laughs> you can't hear me. Not at all. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm being serious. Can you hear me? Yes, Matt. We can hear you. Okay. Yeah. I'm, the reason I'm asking is because we are now live in the Hami Media Group Discord. So I was trying to do something cool here, Rob. But you can go ahead and continue to be you're an su- asshole. You're such a technical wizard. Dude, if <laughs> if, I could, if I couldn't hear you, I wouldn't know the question you were asking me. Well, I'm not know. a lip reader, buddy. I'm not a I don't reader. know. You could be saying, I don't know. What? Can't be hearing you? Could be making fun of me? I don't know. I always make fun of you. Society Review says Bailey is a better wrestler than Sasha, but both of them are really bad at in-ring character. Yeah, to me, I, I mean, I'll agree with half of that. Again, I think Bailey did a fantastic job in the in the latter half of 2020 to really improve her character. Matthew, do you have anything uh, to say about this match? Did you enjoy Sasha Banks versus Kim- Carmella, and do you do you believe that she is surgically enhanced? I did not watch this match, so sorry. All right, so moving on to the next match. <laughs> Makes it easy. Uh, <laughs> our next match was the women's Royal Rumble, and I know what you're going to say. You're a misogynist. It's possible, but uh, I'm glad they didn't put this on um, last again because, given who won the Royal, the men's Royal Rumble, 
this was the right right thing to do. Um, but we had our women's Royal Rumble match. I'm not going to go through all the entrants, but we did have some surprises. Uh, we had uh, we had Tori Wilson show up. We had Victoria show up, and she actually mm-hmm. looked like she was in, still in fantastic ring shape. Uh, I don't know if she's still working uh, on, on the indies. I don't know with, with 2020 what was going on with her, but uh, she uh, she looked really, really good. Jillian Hall was back. What would have been really funny with Jillian is that they put the tumor back on her face. Uh, that would have been hilarious. That just they, that's a missed opportunity, right there. I, I'm just I'm just gonna throw that out there. Uh, Bianca Belair was was she one or was she number two? Number three. three. Number three. Okay, not even close. Uh, but Bianca Belair was the fan favorite to win this Royal Rumble match, and I was talking to Paz off air. And uh, I thought that she makes a better heel, given her character, because uh, I, I find it just kind of obnoxious at times. But I will say this: after watching her win this rumble and the promo that she had, uh, and seeing the emotion on her face, she is a bona fide one hundred percent babyface now. Um, she's going to have a lot of people behind her going into WrestleMania. Matt, since I haven't started with you yet, I'm going to start with you on the women's Royal Rumble. Were you surprised that Bianca Belair won? And is she the right one to win that match? I mean, I've seen Bianca Belair before. Um, that she helps. Has the hair, that's good. The hair yeah, flip gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's kind of cool. And then she was. I saw a couple promos where she was doing the um, EST, where she was beating guys in competitions. Right. I watched those. Yeah. I, I, you know, I sure. She seemed like she was logically. Should have won, I guess. She had a dominant, you know, fashion throughout the whole match. Um, you know, they brought back some people they had used before, such as a Tory Wilson. Um, Victoria was a nice little surprise, but I, other than that, I really didn't think. I mean, Jillian, that was that popped me. Uh, you're yes. right with the tumor thing. I think it would have been cool if uh, you know if she had come out on the mic and just talked about how she got the tumor, got rid of it. She could have just been like, I'm, I'm clear to wrestle again, guys. Yeah. Like, I got rid of the tumor. Like, that would have been yeah. great. But uh, ultimately, Bianca Belair had a good overall showing in the Rumble. She definitely became a star. I mean, with the elimination of Charlotte Flair there at the end, yeah, uh, certainly helped to put her over. I didn't really understand kind of Charlotte – Smiling, I guess maybe she likes it. I like it. I like the blood. I like the fighting. Uh, but other well, than that, she's been doing that a lot lately at different things, and it's. I think it's more kind of like, okay, you, you you got me, bitches. You got me. Okay, well, there you go. Well, they got her, and Bianca Belair was your winner. So overall, from a match perspective, yeah, I think I think Bianca Belair had the best showing, and she should have won. I, I don't know where the context of she is in the story right now, so I I can't really give you a full opinion there. Uh, I mean, you could probably ask one of these other two gentlemen though. Uh, I will in a second, but I do want to get to a comment in chat from Brad Shepard, my good friend, the incomparable Brad Shepard. He said, Rob has a huge crush on Nia Jax. Make sure to ask him about that. (laughs) Uh, You know, I wasn't going to bring that up. Um, And, yeah, I mean, Brad's – Brad, I mean, I like the ladies a little thick. I'm just going to say I like like my ladies a little bit larger uh, than normal. So there is some truth to that. I think she's absolutely miserable, horrible wrestler and is – uh, as dangerous as, uh, I was going to say as dangerous as COVID, but yeah, yeah, we don't need to go there. Uh, but I think Naya really is uh, a detriment to uh, to the wrestling business. But in any event, and the worst leg drop in history, which we already covered. Uh, RBV, I'm going to shoot here to you. Um, what do you think about Bianca Belair? Did you like the 
Story that was told throughout the match. Uh, did you like the story at the end with the emotion and, and the emotional promo and, and the crying? And obviously, I, I think there was uh, that was a bit of a shoot, uh, to be honest. I think that was real genuine emotion that she showed. What did you think? What do you think of the way they presented her tonight? A few things on the Rumble overall is we're talking about you know some of the the surprises, the the comebacks, some of the names that that we have we haven't seen in a while. Even before the show was getting going, I was you know asking myself where the hell's Naomi been? Uh, mm, so it was nice yep. to see her uh, tremendous athleticism inside the ring. You get Naomi in there, and down at seven, you get Tony Storm. There was a whole lot of ass inside of this match. Uh, in the early yeah. going, I mean, it, it, it was packed in the back. <laughs> between those two. Uh, I thought, you know, for, for Bianca Belair, again, we're talking about markability. You, you can strap the division on her back and start printing your own money with her. You, you talk about maybe is she had more of appeal as a heel. Absolutely not. She, she's got that sash. She's got that flair. She's got incredible athleticism, incredible strength. She's a total package for them right now, and they are finally pulling the trigger, moving in the right direction. Again, I think what you really need to do is where you seem a little confused right now with Sasha Banks as a character, you have to really ratchet Sasha is the best Sasha. Let her just be as evil as can possibly be the, yeah. the total mean girl in the situation. Let Belair kind of overcome that. The storytelling, a hat tip to whoever agent this thing, getting down to the final three. It, it goes back to what really brought Belair to the table. She kind of emerged to that forefront where people, the universe really noticed her going into this WrestleMania season last year where she was playing that third wheel in the rivalry between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Right. You get down to those three, then you eliminate Charlotte. And I think a lot of people get excited. Is there? I think many, a lot of people right are like, okay, they're going to give Charlotte a back-to-back here because they put that over earlier in the show pretty big, how big of accomplishment – I think seeing Charlotte get eliminated, a lot of people kind of feel relieved. And then that excitement level rises as you see two young stars like that with Ripley and Belair. I don't think anyone would have been disappointed in either way, but they ultimately made the right choice to go here with Belair to give her that huge moment. Um, yeah, no, I, I can't argue with that. Society Review said, uh, by the way, it looks like Ronda Rousey is done with WWE. Two years gone with no mention. Uh, I, I went out on a limb and I had a bold pick for Rousey to be a surprise entrant and win the Rumble, and alas, she did not show up. Um, Paz, uh, given what we talked about earlier and RBV's compelling argument there, do you do you kind of agree with him that Bianca is, um, is a bona fide babyface and uh, is potentially the uh, future uh, of the women's division? After that promo and after the win, yeah, for sure she came off that way, but I don't know, leading up to it, I was thinking like the EST, all that kind of stuff that she's saying, the flipping of the hair, did come off a little bit heelish to me, but now I'm kind of seeing it more coming come into play as the big baby face. Yeah. With Sasha Banks, though, it's interesting. If that that is the match, is it going to be face versus face, or is Banks going to go more heel? I know it's kind of an interesting direction to take, because Belair, definitely after that, I mean, is you know the motion, everything else, she's definitely going to be the uh, the big baby face. One thing that I noticed, though, with, about the way it started, the Royal Rumble, the women's match, Bailey at number one was smiling and happy, and then 
Naomi came in, she was smiling happy again. I was like thinking to myself, like, okay, I remember DiBiase was like number one and Flair was number one. You know, like when they come out, they're like pissed. You know, they're like, no. oh God, I'm number one. Like, why in the hell would Bailey be happy that she, you know what I mean? That she has to be number it just that just struck me as like no psychology right there. Just I was like, that was weird. That kind of made no sense. Charlotte <laughs> at the end kind of made sense that she was smiling. Yeah. Just for the fact that I think she was like, Oh, like RBV said, uh, oh, they friggin' one up me. Like, oh. like Mariano Rivera after he let, let up the big hit to Luis Gonzalez. He smiled a little bit. He's like, eh, what you know? What, what can I do? It's like one of those things. But Bailey to come in the ring smiling. I thought that was a really weird thing for a heel too. And like, I know it's like, okay, I know she's trying to be cocky, but it's just really, really weird. Like you're number one. You're getting in the ring. You should be pissed, especially for a Karen. Yes, yes. And then Naomi comes back, who like she thought she kind of got rid of because she beat her. Like she comes back, wouldn't you be like, "Oh no, not you again?" She's like, "Oh yeah, it's you again, yeah." Like, <laughs> I don't know, just really, I don't know. I guess that's the way she was told to do it, but it was just handled poorly there. And I thought Alexa Bliss might get a little bit more than she got in that match. I, I know. I'm completely with that. Yeah. That, that was that was weird. Uh, I did like the elimination. Is you got Ripley like, what's everyone afraid of? There's a four foot girl <laughs> trying to act scary. She just walks over and tosses her like nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of deflated the entire character that 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 Alexa's been been working on, and Paz deflated my entire argument about Bailey in two and a half minutes. So, good job on that, Paz. You yeah. are, are wise right. beyond your years. Sorry, no, that, I had to that, do it. Sorry. Now that that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm used to it. Um, overall, I thought it was a good women's Rumble match. I thought it was better than years past. Uh, I thought the surprise entrance uh, did pretty well. I mean, Jillian was in there for a little while. Again, Victoria looked fantastic. Tori Wilson didn't really provide much, but one thing about this women's Rumble match that I took exception with, and I told my wife this, I said, watch, when every entry comes in, they're literally going to get all their shit in and beat up about six or seven other women that are in there every single time. And they yeah. pretty much all did that. Uh, poorly I'm not executed. Yep. Yeah, poorly executed. I'm not a big fan of that. It's okay if some of your bigger stars do that, um, but to have everybody come in there and just take, you know, four, five, six women out, uh, you know, and just knock them down and, and, and get their moves set in. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, did you notice any of that, uh, Matthew? Yeah, I mean, it's a reoccurring theme. Everything is kind of a little bit uh, choreographed in that sense. And I'd even say there was a lot of that in the men's rumble as well, where you had a, guy, a group of guys waiting Come on, let's go! Like, let's go! Like, they just where they, everyone <laughs> yeah. just kind of stops, or they do. They're like, ah, and they're like looking at the edge of strap, trying to like, okay, who's coming? And she's just like, eh. and maybe, and that could just be camera angle too. You know, I mean, because I did like the production. I thought tonight, uh, specifically, maybe just because I, I like the close-ups uh, for the men's Royal Rumble. I really liked how every, when everyone came out, they kind of were like right up in the frame. Um, and uh, with I don't know I was watching when you're watching that in 4K it's like it's pretty cool you're like whoa you know? so, they, I like they that. picked up that camera from the NFL because they've been using exactly that. right they, CBS oh, and Fox especially have been using that usually after plays or after a touchdown they, it's almost like a cinematic type view you know with a different right. camera it's, like on, some, it's either someone's on a uh, holding a gimbal or or or, mm-hmm. you know, or it's actually like some or the electronic one whatever you know I'm sure everything's yeah. state of the art in there right now so yeah. Yeah, I noticed that, that too. Said, but yeah. That being said, I did I did appreciate that at least that they're trying. It looks like they built storylines from these rumble matches, and they at least tried to do that here in the women's matches. So, but yeah, to your point, they did a lot of uh, waiting around and okay, who's going to come out next? Yeah. 
which we saw a little bit in the men's match too, in yeah. a couple of spots, but it wasn't nearly as noticeable. Uh, obviously, Bianca Belair has won the Royal Rumble match. She will face whoever she chooses at WrestleMania. It can be for the Raw Women's Championship or the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, we, we brought up uh, Sasha Banks as being probably a better opponent for her, but th- if you want to throw a curveball in there, why not Asuka, Rick? Well, you know, really, if we're, if we're talking about, you know, the road to WrestleMania, we, we still got a lot of stops on the way, so they could throw a lot of different curveballs at us here. You could still end up, as I was talking about bringing that, that story back full circle, you could have at some point where Charlotte takes the title off of Asuka and Asuka mm-hmm. gets pushed to the sidelines as she did last year right? Uh, a, a bit inside this women's division. It, it, you might want to set that up and come back to that. You might want to get Ripley involved into that. I mean, there's a lot of twists and turns that, that we're going to see. I, I still think you just look at both of them represent the blue brand. If I'm Fox, I'm pushing real hard. I want that on my programming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think from a marketing standpoint, you've got a dream situation. And it's a reality of it as well. Everything going on in society, you can even bring you know race into it. you got these two strong black women. Yeah. Uh, and, and their different ties and, you know, how marketable and crossover ability that you have there. Tremendous opportunity for them. To, to jump in here, Bobo pointed out that we forgot about the reunion of the Iconics. Did you guys like that? <laughs> oh, well, you talk early on in that match. I mean, Billy Kay, once again, character work over strong. She was the highlight of that thing. Going out there and giving the, the headshot and the resume <laughs> to all the different individuals and getting turned down. And then when Jillian comes out there and she presents what? Billy and Jilly. And they form their little tag team and go in there. Yeah. And then she, what, then Billy Kay was even, she was reluctant to do the iconic pose because of her now affiliation where she's been hanging out with the Riot Squad. Right. And just wondering if, if, if she should participate in that. So, I, again, Billy Kay, you, you give her an inch and she shines for a mile. Yeah, no, that, that is true. And I, I, I enjoy both of them together. I, I haven't been a big fan of them separate. Um, and I wasn't really sold that entire tag team for a while. I thought they were obnoxious, but that's the point. They were heels. Uh, they did their jobs. But... I, I wouldn't mind seeing them back together. I was surprised to see Liv Morgan back in the Riot Squad because I have not been watching weekly television uh, for a few months now. Uh, I didn't know that was a thing. All the money they spent and all the time in the vignettes to, to relaunch Liv Morgan, and uh, it completely failed, and now she's kind of back where she started. Um, that doesn't make sense, Paz. Uh, why, why, why do you think they gave up too early on uh, the Liv Morgan experiment? I don't know. I always feel like they do that. It's just like lazy booking or something. It's like, yeah, let's just go back. You go back to the riot squad. Or, oh, hey, we need a tag team partner for Ruby Riot this week. Oh, just no. just you live. Oh, but that goes against the storyline. Oh, just say that they're friends again. It's like I feel like it's always like an easy out for them, or just bad booking, or just bad creative. It's just like, oh, just put her back in the riot squad. Oh, what about everything we did with her? Yeah, but we need it for the next couple of weeks. We need we need <laughs> right. a ta- we need a tag team because uh, Nia Jax and Baszler need opponents. So it's like, oh, but it's just like whatever they need, they just easily do something stupid creatively and like, you know, wedge it in there. Like, no, no, wedge it in, even though it doesn't make sense. I feel like it's just an easy out for them. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that she did after all the vignettes was was show up during uh, the Lana wedding with uh, with Lashley, and and they kind of put her in a faux like lesbian type situation, which never got paid off. Yeah. It was never even mentioned again the week after. 
So, I mean, that just shows you the continuity issues uh, that, that WWE has with, with writing their programs. But uh, all in all, I thought this was one of the better Royal Rumble matches from the women. Hey, at least Lana got her revenge on Nia Jax, finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I didn't expect I that. Liked, I did like her entrance. I liked Lana's entrance. I liked how she came oh, we out all did. and acted yeah. very dis. Well, I was going to say I came out. she came out <laughs> and acted very distressed. Like, I liked the emotionals, the facial expressions she made. Like, she looked, oh, great. Now I've got to get into this match. She did a good job selling that. I like that. She she did. I still think athletically she sucks. Uh, but uh, you know her but character. The bell rang, as Ben Hamming likes to say. So. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, our next match was for the. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was the Men's Royal Rumble. No, we had last man standing. Oh, last man standing. Goddamn. Uh, God I'm 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 reading the lineup here on CBS Sports. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw them under the bus. The big um, dog, the tribal chief. They did a shitty job recapping this. Uh, yes, it was really? for it's for the Universal Championship. Uh, the Universal Champion, the big dog, oh, the uh, the tribal. Yeah, yeah, they suck. Uh, the tribal so, chief. I really like the WWE packages here. It got me into it. Like, I mean, not to uh, cut no, you off, Rob, right. but like this this vignette package, like it sucked me right in. I was watching this at work, dude, and I'm like. Oh, I'm like, okay, good. this is interesting. I liked how they had set everything up, showed me all the different matches they'd gone back and forth. I had heard people have been criticizing the Adam Pierce thing, and then to see how they like played it out, how it was all done, it sucked me right in. So I was ready for this match, but I'll, I'll I'm, let you continue. I'm glad you mentioned Adam Pierce because he is in really good shape, and he's uh, still a much larger guy than 90% of the AEW roster. I just, just want to throw that or, out there. Uh, NWA champion. That's right. Um, Look, video packages from WWE have always been fantastic, and it really looks like they've stepped up their game in 2020 because, oh, fuck, they had nothing else to do. Uh, they're not touring, so uh, really, really did a, uh, a great job to set up this match. But it was Roman Reigns defending his Universal Championship against Kevin Owens for the second time in as many months. Uh, Roman Reigns defended his title at TLC, and then uh, they fought again in a steel cage match on SmackDown, which took uh, KO out for uh, a little while. This match was a last man standing match, which I'm glad that that stipulation was added once they announced that this was going to be that match, uh, because really, uh, it's 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 always a fun match for me. It's one of my it's one of my favorite stipulations to see where it goes and all the crazy stuff that they do. That being said, uh, WrestleMania last year went a little bit too long with Edge and Randy Orton, but uh, I thought this match uh, was good uh, <laughs> until the end, which we will we will all talk about here in a second, but. Kevin Owens did a really good job, and and whoever booked this match, um, and whoever was the agent, did a fantastic job um, making Kevin Owens look like a star. Not that he already isn't, but to hang with a guy like Roman Reigns, who is the guy, who is the biggest thing in wrestling right now, uh, arguably, I thought it, they did. They really put a good shine uh, on Kevin Owens and made him look like a legit tough guy. Uh, and a credible threat to Roman Reigns' title, because going into this match, everybody's like, oh, fuck that. There's no way Kevin Owens is going to win this match, but they did a really good job, especially with the finish with the handcuffs before it got botched. It was really a, new, a unique thing that I'd never seen before, and uh, the ref bump was, was absolutely fantastic. Um, I'll start with you, Paz, on this one. Did you like the pacing of the match? Did you think there's a little bit too many shenanigans going on? I mean, we used a forklift. We had all kinds of tables all over the place getting broken. Uh, we had handcuffed to a, a light truss, um, and, and it really a really unique finish that got botched by poor Paul Heyman. But uh, <laughs> that, that aside, what did you think of this match? 
to be honest, I didn't like it that much just because I was kind of done with the feud anyway, just because mm-hmm. he beat him TLC, beat him in the cage match. It's like, wow, now we're going backwards to the last man standing. Like, I, I was already done with the feud already. <laughs> to me, to be honest, I'm not a Kevin Owens fan at all. Never liked him. I always feel like, yeah, I always feel like he's the momentum <clears throat> killer. Ring of, when he was the Ring of Honor world champion, did the, they did the worst they've ever done. When he was in NXT, Smojo was so hot that he came in and kind of was still in the thunder. I was like, ah, he kind of cooled off NXT for me personally for a bit. Uh, this feud, I was like, okay, don't have it go on for too long. It, it, now the feud's gone on way too long. I'm just, I know I'm done with it. But the match itself, it literally reminded me of a couple different AEW matches and spots that I've already seen before from AEW with the golf cart, with the forklift. So I I couldn't get into it. And and even uh, obviously the Heyman botch and the thing at the end kind of killed it for me too. But like I wanted to get into it because I love Reigns and I love this character and he's just so cool. But it's just like I wasn't buying Owens as a threat really. And then you throw on top of it. I've seen some of these spots from AEW, so it's already in my head. I'm like, oh, man, I saw Sammy Guevara do that. Oh, I saw Matt Hardy. <laughs> like, I've seen – I saw Omega do this spot. So it was like one of those things where it's like, man, I was like, are they stealing from them or do they not watch AEW? Like, I don't know. Somebody in there should have kind of, like, said to them, guys, uh, kind of saw this spot already. It's been done for. But I don't know. But, you know, maybe I'm wrong. But that's just my take on it. It was okay. I'm glad Reigns obviously got the win, but I wasn't feeling it. To me, the golf cart should have been like, yeah, that's a direct ripoff. Like, I, yeah. I can see WWE is using forklifts from the past. I mean, they even right. did as far as back as halftime heat with the Rock and Mankind. Yep. Yep. Um, but really, yeah, the golf cart thing to me, I, I don't know. Somebody should have known about that. And maybe it was a direct ripoff. But Society Review says, uh, falls for 20 feet, hit by a cart, falls for 20 feet again, speared through the stage, still gets up. That makes it look corny. Fair. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a fair assessment. Um I, I don't know, Rick. Did you did you enjoy this match? Do you do you agree with Paz's assessment of this? What were, what were your thoughts of the way they booked it? Well, I'd say Paz over there bearing Kevin Owens, uh, <laughs> and, and, and we know, and we know exactly why he's doing it, or at least I know because he's reached out to Cornette to try to have him back on the show. <laughs> so he, he's kissing a little butt there, <laughs> yeah. agreeing with the big man there, possibly, but, possibly. But no, I, I think there's a major difference, and uh, obviously the similarities. There was a few times throughout, not just match, but through the show, where you'd seen some things that AEW has done. Uh, I think, hey, the, the award for best use of a golf cart in a wrestling match goes to WWE because they did it in a serious fashion. Mm-hmm. They, they were using it to to this is a blow off match. He's doing anything and everything. The head of the table. I mean, he's running about. It wasn't it wasn't Sammy running away from it, scared right. to death. Right, and a lot of times. In the, AEW you see in that kooky cornball type where this yeah. was this was malicious this was war. Mm-hmm. Matt, no, you're gonna, you're... That, to your credit, Rick, that's exactly what I was going to say. Rick, it was quick. It was hit, boom, done. It wasn't like I'm coming for you, Sammy. <laughs> right? It wasn't co- a comical manner. It was quick. It was hit. It was done. I liked the match. I just thought that it went too long, like eight minutes too long. I didn't need to see the backstage stuff. Didn't need to see the. I mean, realistically, if you wanted to do the cart thing and then if he had picked him up and taken it back out to the arena, I would have been okay with that. I didn't need to see him jumping off of the forklift through the table. And then as, you know, Society Reviews point out, there's a, there was a lot of falls from 20 feet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, I, think, I think MFG, you're right there. I mean, this thing went 20, just almost a little under 25 minutes. You long, take this thing down really? to 20 minutes and you're good. It's long. And I mean, and then on top of that, the handcuff thing, not necessarily Paul Heyman's intention and fault. So I know shit can happen in wrestling. So I'm not going to be like, 
you fucked up, haha. But, you know, that took away from the match, too. And unfortunately, they were unable to pivot correctly because they probably didn't anticipate what would happen in that situation. That's something that hopefully that they'll maybe understand to, you know, take precautions in the future. I mean, Bobo says Heyman versus handcuffs, five stars. I mean, that's uh, that that's pretty accurate. Says it all right there. Yeah, it, it was a unique spot. I like the ref bump, as I said earlier, at the nine count or you know nine and a half count. I was like, holy shit, they're gonna do it. And then Roman takes the ref and throws him into the lighting truss. That was a smart move. Uh, what what was bad was obviously Paul Heyman coming out, waddling out. Uh, with the key to the handcuffs and trying to get them unlocked. Referee is counting because Roman is still down. And then all of a sudden the ref stops counting. And I'm like, fuck yeah. me. I literally just had Jimmy Corderas on this week on, on day three of the Rad Rumble. And one thing Rad he all Rumble, 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 Rumble. Thank you, Matt. Uh, <laughs> one thing Jimmy always says and what he was trained to do was treat it as a shoot. Uh, if the characters fuck up, that's on them. They will deal with Vince when they get back. Uh, referee stops counting. Kevin Owens should have had the presence of mind when he saw that happening. Stop selling. Go over there and see that Paul's having a fucking problem. And, you know, do something. Kick Roman. You know, yeah. try to break up the count. and Do something to where they can try to figure that out. But the fact that the referee stopped counting for a good minute, probably, or it seemed like a fucking eternity. I mean, yes. easy to fix. Kevin Owens is getting up, he's stumbling, and he accidentally knocks the ref out. Or he there you go, the another ref bump. And then yeah. you could have given him the opportunity to get the keys out or something. But it made it made it look really bad. It made it look like all right. I mean, we know this is fucking you know. Kayfabe but when you're in the heat, all the things but... happen. You're not thinking things through as well. But so... Kevin's a pro, dude. Kevin's been around a long time. He should know better to do it's that. Fair. Somebody yeah. from the back should have done something. Do Add another run in. Yeah. yeah, some yeah. kind of an ad lib. You have to because. When the referee stops counting and, and Roman is still clearly down, and 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 obviously they didn't show the ref at all after that um, until the finish. Or Heyman could have just came out and pushed the ref or something. He could have done, done that too. Yeah. Yep. And somebody should have done something. Vince should have been on the fucking horn in the referee's ear saying, "Fucking right. do something! God damn it! This is ridiculous!" Right. Go uh, out and, there, push and, the ref and, and help Roman out there. That's Even if Vince came out and pushed the ref, I don't give a fuck. Don't make it look like it's fucking fixed. Well, you got to remember, though, Vince is probably a little weary of that. Last time he had to run out and fix a problem at the Rumble, he blew out both quads. So. That's fair. That is, that's, that's, <laughs> you have Heyman do it. He was already waddling out there. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, but, yeah, poor Paul Heyman. I mean, you, you got to feel bad for them. It was a botched spot in what was otherwise, in my opinion, a, a good match. Do um, you agree with my assessment, gentlemen, of Kevin Owens? I know Paz still doesn't think so, but I'll, I'll ask you other two. Uh, Kevin Owens looks like a, a, a tough guy, an incredible threat. I mean, Roman sold his ass off for Kevin, but I, I really think they can go back to Kevin down the line maybe later on this year because he hasn't had a run since Triple H handed him the title, uh, you know, and he lost it. But Kevin Owens is still, in my opinion, I'm a fan. Uh, I, I think he's a good promo. I think he's a tough worker. Uh, Rick, I'll, I'll go to you on that. Do you see Kevin Owens ever getting a run again? And did you at least like the shine they put on tonight? Well, I, it's, that's a really good question. I was going to kick it back around to everybody here and, and talk about where, where does this leave Kevin Owens? Yeah. Uh, I, I do agree with Paz, and I really wasn't excited going into this match. Uh, I even made a comment over on Facebook and Hami Media Discussion Group uh, where you check out during you know every big event. You can come over and join uh, all the, the melding of the minds as we – kind of chat as the shows are going on, but I, I would have been much more 
you know, anticipating a, a tremendous showing if it had been Pierce still in there. Uh, yeah. But the match itself, you know, for the most part, played out really well. Kevin Owens bringing, bringing everything that he could here. But we're on the road to WrestleMania, and again, it doesn't look like there's a serious seat at the table for Kevin Owens. And it seems to be a recurring theme with him. So, yeah, do, is he con- going to continue to hit that glass ceiling where, yeah, he's a good offseason or as we are on that build kind of challenger potential champion? I think that's what the, he's got limitations right there. And maybe no fault of his own. Maybe it's just placed on it by the company. But it is a reality with him. Paz, do you think he's just a good hand? And he's a perfect guy to just kind of be a traditional guy or just a fill-in guy? Because you know he's not going to go out there and disappoint. He's always going to put out a solid match. And he's always going to put out 100% worth of effort. Um, I kind of see where you're going, what you said earlier. Uh, Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, definitely one of those guys is a good hand. He's the guy like the number one contender, then he loses. You know, because you know he's going to have the good match. He's kind of like the guy, like you said, like almost like the transitional guy. He's not yeah. going to get the WrestleMania main event, but he'll get the fast lane main event. He'll probably have a good match or, you know, something along those lines or Royal Rumble main event, maybe, but then he won't win it. You know, he won't win the big one or some sort of shenanigans. I don't know. It's just one of those guys. Uh, yeah, he's not, he's not like a big star to me. Matt, were you a fan of him at all throughout his career in, in Ring of Honor? Well, I mean, I, I didn't really watch a lot of Ring of Honor, to be quite honest. Um, Ring of Honor itself. You could have made something up. Like, you literally could have said, fuck, man, he was so good <laughs> Ring of Honor. Uh, you're really killing me when I throw it to you here, buddy. Uh, you know. Well, I'm sorry, Rad Rob. I don't lie to my fans, and that's why they voted at me as the 20th <laughs> year, because they know well I keep it real. Well right. played. That being well, said, well played. Yeah, thank you. Ring of Honor, not not have, was never the biggest fan. Didn't have the best storylines, so I'm not really into just watching people do wrestling without really having something like to find. It's like just watching like uh, people like uh, on the set of a movie set just you know perform their stunt moves and be like, okay. So, so you watch you watch porno for the plot line? I don't watch <laughs> porno. So that being said, you watch uh, AEW. Uh, yeah, you, you, uh, you just there's not you much going on there. To your audience, and I know you're lying. If you open up your browser <laughs> and hit P, the hub comes up. No, no, not, not really. I mean, it would probably come up with a couple of different things because Google will give you anything you want. But uh, no, I, I don't regularly partake in that. But we don't need to really get into my sexual exploitations here on the Royal Rumble. If we can get back to the question at hand regarding Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens itself, I am a fan of. I've enjoyed uh, his in-ring work. I think he's evolved greatly since his time, even with his pairing with Jericho. And I think that's probably what I became a fan of Kevin Owens. What do I think is next for Kevin Owens. Well, I mean, Kevin Owens itself sounds like he could be paired up with Goldberg, right? I mean, he lost a couple of years ago. Got nothing mm-hmm. going on for Goldberg. Why don't you give Kevin Owens Goldberg a quick little match at WrestleMania? Maybe Kevin Owens gets his win back, and we never have to see Goldberg ever again. Um, with Roman Reigns, I think he's going to end up fighting Edge. I think that's probably the built-in marquee WrestleMania main event. And of those, you got two guys who both can go. And then you have Roman go over because then Roman, that cements him even more as the heel. So, but that, but we're, maybe we're getting a little too ahead there. Well, as we talked on uh, on day six of the Rad Rumble uh, on our roundtable with Doctor Jargo, uh, the show that RBV was supposed to be on but didn't show up, even though the Royal Rumble is his favorite event. Yeah. Uh, no, that's fine. We did mention that Brock Lesnar would have been uh, a fantastic opponent for Roman Reigns, uh, especially if you make Brock the babyface. Uh, there's still a lot of money left in Brock Lesnar, especially if he is the babyface, the Roman's heel. Uh, but obviously, that's not where they went yet. He did not show up in the men's rumble. But 
Do you think there's a chance, Matt, that he still could show up between now and April? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of, we'll get into it here in the men's rumble, but I definitely could see them doing that, right? And then just have to edge versus McIntyre for the championship. I mean, that's a good matchup too. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I was just trying to think what's going to sell the most. Mm-hmm. What's, you know, especially after getting a billion dollars from NBC, you know, what are they going to try to line up to make the biggest event possible? Uh, I feel like edge versus Roman is your big two mark is your big marquee match. So I don't feel like Roman versus Brock is going to happen at this point, but it could mm-hmm. happen because WWE likes to sh- shift things on a dime. You know, who knows next month edge could lose it to Orton at whatever pay-per-view they call that elimination chamber <laughs> highway to hell road to paradise. Touch yeah. my road. I-, I don't know. Hopefully great balls of fire in the rigs to come back. Fastling. Is that what it is? Fastling? It is the elimination chamber. And I think was it no mercy. There, there was know. a, uh, there was a fast lane at one point in there. There was it at one point. Yeah. Um, well, let's move into the men's Royal Rumble match since Matt already kind of, uh, kind of. Well, I mean, I, I led him in that direction because that's what I do. Uh, Rick, I'm going to throw this to you. A spoiler alert: We all know the Edge won the, the, the Royal Rumble. So, um, do you see Drew McIntyre going up against Edge, or, or do you think Edge, uh, you know, goes over to Roman? What do you think is a, a more marquee matchup? I, I think what's what's interesting here is that WWE has a handful of options that they can go down. Obviously, we don't know the conversations already going taking place. Paz and I were having a conversation the other day about you know potentially the dream when The Rock comes into play here. You know, did they try to hold off for that when they're in Hollywood in a couple of years? Did they try to do that in Dallas next year? Is it without having the the actual you know they're going to have fans at WrestleMania, but the attendance is it worth bringing him in for this at this point? You have a tremendous story already there with the pieces with Brock Lesnar who could come in. And, you know, pull views for the Elimination Chamber. And maybe that's how he becomes a challenger to Roman Reigns. And you got the built-in storyline with Paul Heyman being, yeah. you know, and, and I, conflicted and between think, the two, right? So and, and you could, you know, the Universal <laughs> title is, is a new championship that Edge never had the opportunity. He, he, you know, when he last, when he retired, he was champion. Uh, yeah. This is a new obstacle. And what better way, you know, to, to claim that prize than going over, uh, the head of the table, the big dog, Roman Reigns. You, you know, they have that there. I, I think they have those stories built in. Honestly, I think as we're kind of laying all those out, they really need to get something to build some fire under a program for McIntyre. Maybe they tie in what they were trying to do and had a, a great failure. They can turn that into a success where it is another legend in, in you know that's coming after Drew McIntyre, and then they try to – Break that ship where he is appreciative, and these guys go out there and have a match for the ages. Please be Shawn Michaels. Please be Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I don't know if I can see bald Shawn Michaels wrestling at WrestleMania, <laughs> but uh, um, but buddy, Paz, Paz and I talked about the other day. If you're looking to sell, you know, what would you do in in Texas? And then we talked about just bringing everybody from Texas back for something like that, and yeah. Michael concluded. Yeah, no, I, I, I look. Shawn Michaels is my favorite of all also, time. Also, uh, Stevie Ray hangs out in Texas. You can bring him <laughs> back too. Yeah, yeah, Stevie Ray, Booker T. Uh, you know. Uh, Lance Von Eric, but uh, Paz, I'll throw this to you. Uh, did you agree with WWE backstage leaking the res- you know leaking the results of the of the one and two, seeing that's going to be uh, Edge and Randy Orton? Because back in the day, you're an old school you know fan like I am. You know we used to see the tumbler, uh, we'd see the guys pick their their you know the balls out of the tumbler and get their number. Uh, and now in 2021, yeah, one and two, Edge and Randy Orton. 
Sure. Hate that. Hated yeah. that. Just ruins it for you. Like, let's say Royal Rumble 89, Axe and Smash 1 and 2. Like, you get so excited. Cool. It was yeah. so cool, so different. I don't never want to know who's 1 and 2. And I don't know. It's, there's something about just being surprised. So that almost took me out of it for a little part, even though I like uh, Orton a lot and Edge is good, obviously, Returning Legend. So it's one of those things. It's like, uh, I don't know if I'm feeling it just because, I don't know. It took me a little bit to get into the match because I was like, I was so lame. Why the hell did they, like, leak that out? You know, like, tell us the. I don't know. I just kind of out of for whatever reason just took me out of it just for a, a brief period just because i i don't like that i want to be surprised you want to be like whoa who drew number one in the royal rumble like i don't know it's just an excitement factor wasn't there for it matt said uh those very words actually that that's lame uh he oh. mentioned that in the hameen media group uh very good group, so. well said well said. um yeah and i i agree uh it, it like Natty and number thirty in the women's, even I don't even like that because you know yeah, they could have saved the intrigue that maybe Ronda's coming back or maybe it's Trish Stratus or whoever. Yeah, it's like oh great, uh, like one who thirty is. They already told us who. It is. Especially Natty. No offense to nothing happened to Natty Nightheart, but uh, that's what I call her here on the show. But yeah, that she's a channel changer to me. Um, Matt, you look very in thought, um, thinking about it. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't like the fact that Michael Cole doesn't fight for the right to not say foreshadowing dumb shit. It's been 11 years to the day since Edge has won the Royal Rumble. Okay, well, Edge is going to win the Royal Rumble. Thank you, Michael Cole, for telling me right off the bat. Like, but what, he, he what did ha- do the Daniel Bryan gimmick, too. Like, Daniel Bryan has always wanted to win a Royal Rumble match. Yeah, that His career is coming to a close. You know, the internet Whenever community Whenever Michael wants... Cole does the date thing, to the day, it's to the day. With okay, the... all right, you that's know fair. it's going to happen. That's like his shtick. So I, I would just... Vintage uh, Cole. Yeah. I'd like for him to do it at the end. Like, just do it at the end. And be like, <laughs> right. wow, it was 11 years to the day. And then you can, there's a fan go, oh, yeah, that's right. Cool. Not, oh, he just gave it away. Fair. Um, so That's that, fair. That was my first complaint. Uh, t- to pause's uh, credit, though, I was not satisfied as well with starting with Randy Orton Edge. Um, I felt like they gave these guys more than the 90 seconds or two minutes. Yeah. Or maybe it just like, felt like it dragged. I was like, come on, when's the next person going to come out? Like It did seem like they fudged with the clock a little bit on that one. Yeah. yeah. yeah so it, it did did they ever announce the, the uh, time increments? I don't think they did. The rules. They didn't do they the didn't rules over anything. Either. Yeah, they didn't go right. They didn't do the numbers on, by the numbers. They on the didn't do pre-show, on the pre-show, oh. I think Charlie and Jerry were saying it was a minute thirty seconds. Okay. So they've they've done that several. They flip flop time yeah. with yeah. a minute, they ninety the, seconds, two minutes. They didn't yeah. do the numbers package this year, did they? Where they go the numbers? Did you hear by the numbers? They, they kind of did. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Graves oh. was a big part of that. It wasn't like the normal voiceover guy. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was that voiceover? Yeah, they guy? changed it. Home, you can hire him. Yeah, they change it. Uh, Society Review says, uh, MSG, quote, fuck Michael Cole. I didn't say Whoa. that. I mean, you pretty much said that. No, I just said fight for your right as a lead commentator and the guy telling the story to tell Vince, yo, let's save this stat till the end. Like, it'll be better for the actual fans because our fans are smart. They're not stupid. And when they know you foreshadow stuff like this, because our demographic is, is, is 35 to 50-year-olds, let's play to that. Let's not be dumb. Do you think uh, Edge gave away that he was winning at all? I always feel like he gets like extra emotional for his entrance. Have you ever noticed that like, when he's going to yeah, win? It's a weird thing. I was like, 
because I predicted he was going to win, and uh, Rob, you know that. But yeah. I was like, that's weird. Daniel Bryan was the betting favor for God knows whatever reason he was. That somebody must have leaked something out there that he was going to win. But I don't know for some reason I was like, I'm really confident with Edge. Then he came out. I'm like, now super confident in Edge. Just the way I don't know. He for some reason to and me. Michael Cole he, said January 11, 2000. You know, and then Michael Cole said that, so I doubled or tripled down on it. Yeah, like, not yeah. only did Michael Cole say, not only did I think he was going to win, but then I was like, he actually. I don't know for some reason I, I could be nuts saying this but i was like he kind of seems like he's extra excited out there like you know something's gonna happen with this yeah he was extra emotional i I was gonna say emotional the fact that he's been out for quite a while with a torn tricep and all their bicep and uh maybe i'm looking too much into he's back but no 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 to your to your point that makes a lot of sense i mean maybe edge you know it's like this is finally you know my moment after all these years to win another rumble I will say, I did, you know, just a couple highlight a couple things. You know, I mean, the Hurricane Helms thing that was cool. You know, I mean, we've seen it before, but I mean, that was cool to see him come out and get his little quick moment. I liked the Edge and Christian moment. That was cool because yeah. that was, of course, that was amazing. And I don't think Edge, decade. I don't together. think Edge knew he was going to be there. Like Edge was almost crying when he saw Christian come out, and I think that was a legit shoot. I don't know, probably not, because I think everything is, as Ben Hamin has said, everything is written down to a T of where of what's going to happen nowadays. So, but I, don't, I still uh, don't think Edge knew about it. That's just my opinion. Just the way he sold that. If you want to like, be a Mark? You can be a Mark. That's fine. Uh, I don't. I don't <laughs> believe that um, that was uh, choreographed. I, I was. I, I do believe that that was. They, they knew it was going to happen. And I think just the emotions got the best of Edge, and he, it was a great moment for him because that was the first time they'd been in the ring together for so long. So. And Christian was cleared to wrestle, which you know we I saw. Was the... say, did anyone else? I was holding my breath every time he took a bump. Yeah, yep. yeah, he looked fantastic. By the yeah, way, he did yeah. look great, yep. and he, he really yeah. looked in good in ring shape. I think yeah, they may have given when Brian hitting with the uh, the bicycle drop kick off that top, and he took yeah. a weird fall. He went over. He he bailed out and laid in that corner for a mm-hmm. while. He did. He did. He's, he's definitely going to feel it tomorrow, and I think Edge is even feeling it right now uh, to be in there from wire to wire. But uh, I will say this: surprises in there. Yes, I will. I, I, Carlito, uh, right. RBV, drug test or no drug test? No, not you can't drug test part timer. Free go. agent, man. Free agent. Yeah, there you go. He was fucking jacked. I mean, he looked fantastic, and he could still go in the ring. I think you know, long awaited. We've been hearing this for what six six weeks to yeah. two months yeah. Uh, yeah. about his return. It's going to be interesting to see if, if he has inked a deal and kind of what they have in store for him. Uh, again, go back to conversation Paz and I were having last week when we were talking about Orton and, and edge and as great as they are, will we talk about them amongst the greatest, but they still are just light years levels ahead of all the supposed superstars today. Yeah. And even Carlito felt like that a little bit. Like yep. when he hit that ring, even with you know today's crop, he felt like a star. Right. And he I did. don't know if that's to the a credit to Carlito or if just a terrible knock. And not just not on the talents, but how they're presented and how they're treated. And and that's just that's just bad branding. And if you looked at Carlito when that entrance came out, it almost looked like he was holding like two big bags or something. Like his arms just look huge. And they huge. zoomed in. I'm like, yeah, he's gigantic. I was like, I thought he was like holding something just because he was <laughs> like, I don't know. He just looked absolutely monstrous. Then he, you know, then he got closer. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's huge. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, huge. He's a monster. Yeah. But it, it didn't hamper him in the ring because I mean, he still moved around great. Yeah. And yeah. I loved it when he hit the backstabber. And I'm like, ah, oh, nobody hits it like him, man. Like he originated that shit in WWF. So then uh, Damian Priest with uh, a yeah, run. Yeah. Yep. 
He did very well. I'm a big, and he had, Car- I'm a big Carlito fan. I was trying to go look for the action figure just now, but I couldn't find it. I thought you were getting an Apple, so sorry. I have uh, a Carlito action figure that my best friend sent me because that's one of his favorite wrestlers because he liked that the guy spit in somebody's face. He's like, I fucking love that. Um, so I was a big Carlito fan. But, yes, as you're talking about Damien Priest and then Kane, that was a, a surprise. The good Mayor Jacobs got his 50th yeah. uh, uh, elimination tonight, which is still a record. It's a new record, so. 18 Royal Rumbles, and I like that nice little touch that they had him come out at 18, so appreciate yeah. that we use that yeah. for doing that. That was, that was nice. cool. Uh, so, yeah, he got three eliminations tonight, and he went from 47 to 50. Uh, so, I, look, no one's ever going to break that. Dude, Dolph Ziggler up to 30. Do you think he's going to get up to 30 Royal Rumbles, and they'll have him come out as 30 in 13 years? That would be kind of cool. Have him come out. And then just retire, because obviously there's no 31. So, Did you, um, notice, did you notice the stat? Him and Edge, the only two guys to be in a Royal Rumble in the – 90s to 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, pretty crazy. The longevity of those guys. And look, Edge, again, still looks fantastic. I mean, he's in the best shape of his life. Yeah, better. He looks better, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely just ripped and shredded, which is just amazing. Uh, and to go there, you know, what was the official time? Did, did anybody uh, notate how long he was in the, the match? For who? For Kane? Uh, for Edge, sorry. Uh, Edge. Over 54 minutes, right? Well, I think I said, it was like going, 58, going coast maybe? To, uh, going coast to coast, Edge would have been there for 58.30. 58.30. So, um, yeah. Uh, and, man, his emotions at the end winning that match was uh, was was cool. I mean, he's like, goddamn right, I'm going to Mania. I said, that was cool. Uh, and obviously, that was he didn't... cool with Orton, too, because yeah. that almost gave you like that, oh, shit, like Edge, okay, eliminated Rollins. Like, okay, he won. And, and, and I w- came in, he scared you for a second. And I wish Cole wouldn't have brought that up to, to Matt's credit for, you know, Cole kind of giving shit away. But I wish Cole wouldn't have said Orton was not yet eliminated from the Rumble. Don't mention that at all. Like, let people forget about it over the next, you know, 45, 55 minutes or whatever yeah. uh, and not tell anybody. So when he did come back, uh, it was even more of a shock. We were all waiting to see what was going to happen because they mentioned it several times well, throughout the match. Yeah, they even cut the footage of him in the right. back. In the back. You know, getting attended yeah. to by the doctor. And, and it's one of the worst finishes. And, and I know it's so hard inside of that gimmick, inside of the, you know, the, the Battle Royal gimmick-style matches to come up to finishes. But you know, far too often lately in the last year or so that you see that somebody was outside the ring that you've forgotten about yep. that comes back in to win it. And I was glad that they, they kind of swerved the swerve on us. Yeah. And the head edge kind of catch himself and eliminate. Hey, how about Randy Orton? Whatever uh, he's on right now, those burns mm-hmm. cleared up amazingly. He and looks just fantastic. In, yes. in just a short week. Uh, yeah. I, that burn cream that he's using is incredible. I, I thought it was. I thought he was disfigured for life. And I mean, not even a single scar. I mean, that guy has just amazing genes. I'm telling you. I I was really though disappointed that there wasn't like a huge big surprise. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to see a Brock Lesnar. I wanted him to come out at 30. You know, there was speculation. Alice has been promoting it for months. It's CM Punk's returning. That would have been something like, dude, I, I, I tweeted. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I tweeted out before it started. I said, uh, if you think CM Punk is coming back, you're a mark. If you think Cesaro is winning the Royal Rumble, you are a mark. Don't be a mark. Uh, that's that's you know the internet rumors were uh, uh, abounding. Right. I just wanted to see something, is what I'm saying. Like, but I, I do get that. But yeah, yeah, punk in front of no fans. I, there's no money there at all. No I think you know, and we're we're forgetting about the uh, yeah. the biggest moment of the Rumble. Uh, kind of going back to the reference in an AEW move, Bad Bunny with a uh, superior splash, very as good. opposed yeah, to Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Dog. 
Yeah, yep. no, he killed it. Uh, Bad Bunny, I got in a lot of heat for Bad Bunny tweets tonight. Uh, I, I tweeted out that um, uh, is this is Bad Bunny even speaking English? Uh, I said, is this is this why is this a thing? And the SJWs were all out after me. All the snowflakes oh came out and oh and said, I don't speak English, but you're telling me it's. It's not cool to have a Spanish-speaking performer out there. What's wrong with you? Another guy says you should be blocked and reported. And you know, I just got a bunch <laughs> of a bunch of heat just because of my opinion. Maybe you should be blocked and reported, Rob. You know yep. what? Maybe they'll cancel me. Maybe maybe this is my last show. So That's we'll it. we'll yeah. see. It was a good run, though. It was a really good rumble, run. Rumble, 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 rumble. My wife was like, "Who is this guy?" She's like, "I don't listen to Top Forty, but apparently he's one of like the the biggest." Axe right now, and I fuck, I had no idea who he was no or what idea. he was saying. No uh, Booker T in the GI Bro gear, though, that was kind of that was kind of badass, man. You want to talk to a guy that looks Jack Diesel? Uh, Booker T still looks like he can go in the ring. So uh, he's one of the biggest reggaeton artists right now in the world. Um, so I mean, it's like I get like I said on Twitter to Ray, like I gave WWE credit. They went out and got a big name act who actually is a big superstar right now in his in, in his market and if you are trying to appeal to that latin market that definitely was a good way to do it and of course booker t appeared in his music video so i mean there was a little connection there i thought it was a good synergy and as rick pointed out yes he had a better uh, off the top uh, splash than snoop dogg so. so he's like the pitbull of reggaeton is that is that fair uh, I'd say with without the less mr worldwide he's more of like a, a chill stoner reggaeton does that make sense yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, and he did have a pretty good uh, flying cross body off the top. Looked like his foot may have slipped before, uh, right as he jumped, which could have been really, really bad for him. Sweaty up there. Yeah, lots of uh, sneakers on. Lots of suing would be going on there. But uh, uh, in any event, uh, look, um, I, I get the crossover thing. I totally get it. I was just trying to be a dick on Twitter, and I, I, I got what I asked for. So uh, that was just uh, that was just something I had to point out. Society Review says Bad Bunny. Uh, looks like uh, when he was a kid, his classroom was a trailer away from the school. Well, based on where he grew up, I probably would not disagree with that. I mean, yeah, that's no, just that's, facts, though. I mean, yeah, that that is facts. Country probably. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler so, was mentioned. You, as you would think like yeah, the school uniform was a bunch of uh, the teams that lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> Hmm. This is America. We're allowed to put over America on our own stuff, right? America. Yeah, apparently I, I don't, I'm not allowed to have an opinion on Twitter anymore. So, uh, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler was in his 14th Royal Rumble and has never won a single one. Uh, do you think the ship has sailed on Dolph Ziggler, Rick? Well, for, for him to have been lasted, to be in 14 Rumbles, the career that he's had in WWE, that's remarkable inside of itself. I mean, oh, it's a hell of a run. Yeah, you can't deny that. In. Uh, again, for whatever reason, and I think this just falls on management that he wasn't given more of an opportunity. I mean, the guys, and I mean, look at how phenomenal he still looks after all these still. years in there. Yeah. Incredible performer. Well, Rick, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. I mean, we've had, we get to talk to the vets, Ted and Ben, and they've, and of course, they've gotten to work with Mr. Ziggler. And while they, of course, put him over for his, his in ring skills on the mic, his creative genius, they have said maybe to his detriment, like any other person person that works in a corporate environment Dolph Ziggler is not afraid to share his opinion um so that what I mean think at long term unfortunately put him in a position where WWE probably doesn't feel that they can mold him into their corporate guy right so unfortunately Dolph Ziggler has sailed on being the face of, a, of WWE uh, that doesn't take away from his skill set though though by any means no that, but, that 
Yeah, that's fair. Right. And, and, and Dolph, Dolph has a way with the ladies as well. So he might have rubbed, you know, <laughs> rubbed some people the wrong way. Hell, it, it could have it, the pettiness that, that that we get to hear about from you know behind the curtain and all that. It, hell, it could have been Cena just. Yeah, uh, you know, Dolph's gotten pretty it's high enough right now, you know, just it's a good point. I mean, he had a crush on, on Nikki if you watch Total Divas, right? So I mean, you know and it, anything is possible. Maybe he rubbed Stephanie. Well not even way. that, but but I'm hell he was he was with Nikki years before when they were down yeah, in the developmental. Yeah, he was. Um another surprise we had tonight was uh um oh Jesus, I lost my, my train of thought. Oh, sorry, I hate it when I do that. Um, Booyaka, booyaka, six, one, nine. Dude, it was good to see Ray uh, in a rumble. Uh, the last one I remember weird him to, in. Weird to hear Cole putting over a Mexican beer. That was just a weird little ad. That was a really weird there. ad spot, right? Like, Victoria Beer. We have a new development deal with, with blah, 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 the Mexican beer. And, and in the middle of the Royal Rumble. Just weird, dude. With a little graphic in the side. Like, Did you also notice yeah. draft? Uh, DraftKings was another sponsor. I did notice that, yeah. yeah. But at least that wasn't, like, right dead in the middle. Like, he didn't cut right, a promo in the middle. That was kicked over to <laughs> the panel or something. Um, also, but, Chevy also, surprisingly, with a sponsorship there. And Snickers is back on board. Thank God, because we all love Snickers, right? I wonder if NBC is helping them get uh, some advertising. To, it's quite possible. You know. But yeah. it's the network right now. And that may have been part of the deal, too. We don't we don't know the language in that They're contract. They're a billion dollars, so I'm assuming NBC <laughs> gets to do whatever they want with the property, yeah. it's syndication, and distribution, right? A billion so. over five years. That's, uh, God, Vince is just fucking, I'm, I'm sure, a fucking genius. I know, I was going to say, I'm sure that, you know, there's a conditioning in there that they're trying to get people ready for that. Yeah. And and again, it's it's NBC saying, you know, shit, we just gave these guys a billion dollars. We got to try to get some of this money back. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Uh, New Day had uh, a tribute to the late Brody Lee uh, with their ring gear tonight. I thought that was a nice little cool touch that they let them do that. And it was good to see uh, Kofi and, and Woods and and uh, and Biggie in the back. Uh, they split up because of the brand split. Is that what yes, that they were split up because oh, okay. of the brand split. Uh, the New Day. Uh, it's still around as far as Kofi and Woods and Biggie's on his own has a new theme song, uh, has right, you know a, a new gimmick. Cool. Yeah. He had the potential to win tonight. Uh, he was booked really strong, and I thought maybe for a second that they might pull the trigger on him. But uh, it was good to see the three of them back together backstage. Woods, uh, sorry, Kofi was not medically cleared to wrestle, so we did not get the uh, typical Kofi spot uh, here this year. What I did fail to mention earlier during the Women's Rumble is uh, Naomi does a similar thing herself. Uh, she got thrown out, and her feet were still up. on the, Even though her back was on the ground, her feet were still up in the air. And uh, she used uh, Bianca Belair to help her get back in the ring. So at least at least we saw a Kofi-esque spot here tonight, uh, even though Kofi couldn't, couldn't perform in the Rumble. Um, Rick, I'll give this to you. Do you see Big E making any waves this year? Do you, do you think they're going to try to get the, the train behind him? And I don't want to say Kofi Mania all over again, uh, but it's shit or get off the pot. It's time for Big E to make his mark uh, other than, you know, being a, a comedy spot in the New Day uh, and, and potentially being a main event player. I think patience. There's still a lot of time with him. He's still got a lot of, you know, there's a lot of shelf life with Big E. I don't see what's wrong with a, a a tremendous run with the Intercontinental title. You know, mm-hmm. back to going back to our childhood, what, what you saw. Let him bring some true respect and credibility back to, you know, to that that division. Yeah. I don't. I think it would be a little too forced. I know there was there was a lot of people that were real high on on Biggie maybe winning this thing and trying to to recapture what they had with Kofi and all that. I think that would just seem like too manufactured and too soon. 
Maybe next year his, is his big, you know, marquee WrestleMania run. There's a lot of time between then and then, and I, I think he's a great champion to have. And, and let him evolve a little bit more with that personality and let him shine and just grow truly as a star on his own. Just just let it happen. Let it flow. Let it happen organically. and just you, So you prefer the slow burn as a fact. You know, Absolutely. Instead of, instead of strapping the rocket to him, so to speak. So, uh, Paz, what do, you, what do you think of that? I like it, and I think that – even though Biggie's been there for a while, slowly build him back up because they haven't really given him the big push, if you will. You know, they haven't strapped the rocket. So have him be the IC champ for a while, get a nice little run going. And I wouldn't even mind if, you know, Reigns is still the champion, whoever's still the champion at this point, he wins both titles, like a double title mm-hmm. kind of thing, like they've done before with a bunch of guys with Warrior, obviously, most famously. So I, I wouldn't mind that at all and just give him a nice, slow little push, but do it the right way and make him be a dominant intercontinental champion. See, that kind of was in the back of my mind tonight when I'm thinking halfway through. I'm like, holy shit, Big E might actually win this whole thing. He is the Intercontinental Champion. What if they do like a warrior type, you know, Warrior Hogan thing like that at WrestleMania 6 and have Big E against Roman Reigns? And, you know, they could have had, you know, title for title. Um, that was in the back of my mind when, when I was watching that tonight. I'll tell you what, what was exciting is you, you see potential matchups inside the Rumble, which is one of the, you know, great things about it. And I, I can't be the only one. You know, I, I kind of perked up when I saw the square off between Bobby Lashley and Big E. Yes. That was going yeah. to be my point. I'd like to see that be the fallout from this. And we see Lashley versus Big E at uh, WrestleMania. And if there is talk about them ending the brand split again, then that's a perfect way to, you know, put the title on two guys or something like that and have them be the dominant champ. I mean, two big just hosses going at it, you know what I mean? Like that, it was cool to see those two together. And even Damian Priest did a great job. Uh, he had a really, really good showing uh, tonight. Uh, there's been talk for a while about him moving up to the main roster. I think specifically on Raw. And uh, to my knowledge, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't been watching. That hasn't happened yet. Is that correct? Not yet. Not, okay, not yet. so nope. that may be in the cards. Maybe even as as far as tomorrow. He, he Last time show. I checked, he was doing the Killer Cross thing, right? Because Killer Cross came back and attacked Damian. Priest. Is that what they're doing? Okay, gotcha. But they yeah, kind of wrote him off though, because Killer Cross kind of killed him off. So it's almost like That's they true. wrote him uh, off of NXT. Then maybe he'll be on Raw tonight. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe tomorrow night. That's possible. But I thought I thought he did a great job. I thought Matt Riddle did a great job too. I thought Matt had a really really good showing. Uh, I thought Daniel Bryan. I mean Daniel Daniel Daniel. I was really surprised about Jeff Hardy being out early. Uh, Jeff was. Hardy was in at number five, and then I think he was out by, you know, what, six maybe or so? Stevie, Stevie Richards rule. If you're not going to win, go in there, get eliminated. <laughs> you get the hell out of the building. You get the same pay. Yep. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now, do you think he's paying for the sins of his brother, the way that he's been treated, or or maybe his own sins? No, I thought they booked him pretty well over the last, from what I've heard, right? He's been doing different things from being a champion, and then he's been doing the riddle thing. I mean, he's getting TV time. Okay. Well, I guess I haven't been watching, so I'm not up to date on everything. It's a night for others to shine. You got him involved, so you have that star power. If you're not going to have him in there, give him a little bit of a a break for the evening. I mean, he he goes out there and puts his ass on. I mean, the spots, you know, just taking a couple weeks back when he cracked his skull on the damn steps doing that swan (laughs) con. Right. The difference between Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy really comes down to fiscal business. Jeff Jeff Hardy sells merch. So no matter what he really does, WWE is not going to put him in the shittiest light because they still want people to buy his merch. Right. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And it always comes down to the the dollar with Vince. Uh, Hurricane Helms made a surprise uh, appearance tonight. Um, I love the fact that he tried to choke slam, what was it, Lashley and... uh, (laughs) 
Big e, uh, and Big E at the same time. They and just they just kind of looked. Him. They looked at him like, really, dude. <laughs> and they just kind of tossed him out. Dude, I love Shane Elms. He, he's a good guy. Obviously, he's a he's a friend of the network and friend of the family. Uh, with the with the Hameen brand synergy. Yes, he has also appeared last year on the new Force Order podcast, Mandalorian episode. So you can go back and check that out. Definitely check that out. Uh, that's on the Hameen Media Group. Uh, look, I, again, I, I do love you know spots like that where you know they're not going to win, but it's just a kind of a feel-good moment. WWE always seems to have at least two or three of those every year. Um, I was a little surprised that Sheamus wasn't stronger. Uh, guys, I'll, I'll throw it out to you, Paz. Again, the guy's in the greatest shape of his life. Got medically cleared to come back, you know, a couple years ago. Uh, what do you do with Sheamus? Do you, does he get another run, or is he just kind of another one of those Kevin Owens, just a really good hand? Let me jump in here really quick before you sure. go. I was just going to say, based on what I saw in just, like, clips, weren't they setting up? Wasn't, like, Hogan and McIntyre, like, making fun of Sheamus backstage or something like that? So they've been they they've been hinting at, at Sheamus and McIntyre possibly yeah, being they, on they, at odds with each other because Sheamus gave him the sword, apparently. So well, there you go. So you've got Edge versus Roman, and you put Sheamus with McIntyre. Realistically, if they were going to build something off that, but I don't know if that's anyway. a WrestleMania worthy match, though. Um, pause up again. I'll I'll get to your your, your thoughts on Sheamus and what do you what do you see him uh, as far as twenty twenty one? It's interesting because he's got such a long history and friendship. He's best buddies, literally, with Drew McIntyre. So they they have a built-in story. They could, you know, come up with pictures and all this other stuff and really build their history together. But they kind of blew that because they haven't done anything with Sheamus in months. So I thought he was going to get this big push. I thought he was going to somehow get eliminated in the Rumble, but like be some kind of like screw jobby thing where something would happen. But I I thought he was going to be dominant. So they could build up Sheamus and McIntyre and have that feud because it's there if they wanted it, even do like a pre-mania feud or something. But I thought that they were going to do something with those two guys because that's there. But I guess they just don't see that for Sheamus, which is just interesting to me because I thought he was like one of their boys. But I guess he's not. And you're right. If they put the machine behind them and, and have their fantastic video packages and all that and lay out the breadcrumbs of their you know, their storied history as friends and all that and kind of you know, Kayfay break the fourth wall down. Um, yeah, I, I think that would be easy, a f- easy build up right there. Easy, too, if you want easy, it. easy, really. easy. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of easy build ups that they have that they're not going to either. So the problem yes, with Sheamus, uh, the problem with Sheamus, unfortunately, uh, just like Adolf Ziggler and just like many superstars over the course of 2003 to 2015, is he was a <laughs> result of the John Cena syndrome. Anytime somebody would get hot, John Cena would beat them, and their push True. would be done. Even when Sheamus was the champ, right? That's how he didn't he he, he defeated Cena in uh, a tables he, match. I was going to yeah. say he defeated Cena in a tables match at Armageddon, and then he held on to that title until he dropped it to him. And then that was, I mean, he's gotten a little bit of runs here and there yeah. every now and then from winning the Rumble too. But unfortunately, he's never really been given that full like next level star status that they've really given like a Roman Reigns, right? You know, who they tried been a tri- to make, he, yeah. He's been a transitional guy. Didn't he beat Roman at the Survivor Series in Atlanta several years ago too, as well? So, um, yeah, he's just kind of their their go to guy when they need a solid, you know, a solid guy to to to, to go in there. And, because he's yeah. he's a chiseled guy. He looks good. He busts his ass get back in the ring. I mean, you got to give him credit for that. But, you know, the, the roster. I, mean, I was just gonna say to wrap it up, and then just from like a European standpoint, as an American, like his dialect doesn't, his accent doesn't throw you off. He speaks very concisely. You understand what yep. he's saying. So, like from marketability standpoint, everything is there. It's just they never decided to like give Sheamus a full push. I uh, go Fair. ahead, Rick. Yeah. Well, I th- you know, as we're talking about you know 
where where do these individuals go? Do they, are they going to get opportunity? Looking at this roster, it really reminds me a lot of going back to right around like WrestleMania 9, 10, 11. And you look at that mid card with great, you know, like you had uh, Money Inc., yeah. uh, you know, Big Boss Man. You could go to that mid card and it was, man, these guys, they could go right back in that main event scene, but you kind of, they're just your fillers. And I think for someone like Sheamus, I could see him maybe getting one of those other like off-season runs, an opportunity like that. But I think for that big picture, uh, those marquee kind of seasons, you're just not going to see it with him. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I agree. Yes, Matt. I was just going to say if I if I could just you know for since I'm assuming we're going to be wrapping up here shortly. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask uh, you know if you could maybe pick out you know what three matches you think. Other than maybe the main event, do you think is going to happen between the wrestling, uh, the picture itself? And I kind of end up thinking we're going to, I mean, if I was going to book it, I would put AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre because I'm an AJ South Mark. And I just think that'd be a great match for WrestleMania. Uh, I would, of course, as I already mentioned, the edge and the Goldberg. But if I had to, you know, do other matches, I would definitely do like a Lashley uh, versus Big E. I think that's a great match built in there as well. You can, of course, always do Sheamus versus Drew. I don't know. What are they going to do with Daniel Bryan? you got some some of these guys, and that that's hard for me as well. Where do you put Daniel Bryan in all of this? You know? To me, Daniel is in the Jericho spot that he was several years ago when he's you know putting Fandango over and all that. Like He's just going to be the guy to kind of build up, you know, like he wanted to do with Mustafa Ali and, and, and guys like that last year, the year before. I think he's just in that spot to be kind of a mentor and, and to, be, to be someone that can have uh, a good match with anybody and elevate – some of the younger talent. That's where I see uh, Daniel Bryan, but I'll, I'll throw that over to you, Paz. What, what do you see for possible WrestleMania matchups here other than the uh, the main event scenes? Man, it's so hard to predict because we, now we still have two months, three months almost, whatever it is, <laughs> till Mania. And, you know, they got a few pay-per-views in between, so they always change it up. They always change things up. So if you do Edge versus Reigns, okay, that that's good. But then who does McIntyre wrestle? Like, do you do McIntyre, AJ? <clears throat> I would love McIntyre, AJ. I think that kind of yep. makes sense, and that's good, especially if you want McIntyre to have like a good opponent to get a quote-unquote right. big, big win over or somebody that looks good and legitimate. It's like like we said, if it's Sheamus, yep. it's not going to really look like a big WrestleMania win. With AJ Styles, you can kind of present it in that light. But a guy like Daniel Bryan, you're right. Who Who's the next guy that they want to put over? That'll be – Ron Strowman, know, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Or to be Big E, maybe for the IC title, you know, even put him bad to get Big E over. It's going to be somebody. He's the get over guy. He's he's you know he's awesome. He's one of the best guys they have. He's probably the best wrestler, quote unquote, in ring on on the roster. But he's just going to be there to put somebody else over. He's not going to be in that main event spot. So it's like you know where do you go from there? I guess Oscar maybe against Alexa Bliss. You do Bianca Belair against Sasha Banks. But then where does that leave Bailey? Does Becky Lynch come back? Where do you put Charlotte Flair? Do you do a triple threat and put her in? Because I can't not picture her in a main event women's match for one Agreed. of the two titles. Um, or, or you put her back in a tag match for the women's tag titles, but mm-hmm. that seems cause kind of beneath Charlotte. So I don't know. It's it's really interesting the way things could play out, but they have to make room for Charlotte being in one of the main event spots. Obviously, Asuka. Becky Lynch is rumored to return. Uh, Rousey, I don't think, is coming back, which is no. kind of which is kind of crappy for them. I think she's, I think she's done. Yeah. yeah, she's done, but that's just a big name for them. So they have so many options, but I feel like do Belair, Sasha, that's a given. I think Edge versus Reigns is a given, and everything else is a question mark. You know, Ronda 
could have had a pretty good payday, you know, in 2020 if she would have came back. The fact that she didn't have to travel that much. house shows, yeah. She didn't have to tour. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah, that's on, that's, truthfully, yeah. that's on her because I think if she did want to come back, they, with the, with the people that they ha- had out last year, she definitely would have been, uh, been welcomed, uh, into the, back into the fold. Uh, to me, the money is Asuka and Charlotte again. I know we've seen it before and you could possibly throw Becky in, in a triple threat because, uh, you know, a lot of people thinking Becky was going to show up tonight as well or, or could show up here uh, shortly uh, if she chooses to come back. She's kind of been hinting at a return. Also so. not, you also have the Bella Twins that want to make a comeback too. Obviously, they're Very not going to be in, in a main event scene. But, yeah, you have the Fiend who's obviously burnt, dead, gone gone to hell, I guess. Uh, we'll see what happens to him when he comes back. Um, and, you know, for me, the money with AJ is, is a big guy like a uh, Braun Strowman or like a uh, Drew McIntyre because of the Dabakato factor, which we saw tonight uh, with Dabakato eliminating two people from this Rumble. And my wife's like, he can't do that. He's not a legal participant. True. But they set the precedent with Giant Gonzalez, who was mentioned tonight when he eliminated The Undertaker back in, was it, 93? Uh, he was not a legal participant. That was his first appearance on WWE television in that horrible, horrible flesh-colored suit uh, and eliminated The Undertaker from the Rumble even though he was not a legal participant. It counted. So uh, there is a legal precedence for that in Royal Rumble lore. I would also make the argument technically the, the competitor still went over the top row. You know what I mean? Like, well, just, they actually they put it over because anything goes inside of a Rumble match. Right. Notice uh, qualifications, they said, even though yeah. he's not a legal participant. Once but. he goes over the top row, at that point, technically the competitor did his job, you know, in the ring. I mean, I mean Andre top. eliminated himself in 89 when Jake brought the snake back out after he got eliminated. So, I mean, there's, you go know. over the top and touch the floor, both feet, you are eliminated. That's it. doesn't matter who does it. So, any one of us can go to the next Rumble next year and just By the way, throw, throw people out at will. So. The best moment of the night was Naomi lying on her back after her feet did not touch the floor. And my phone froze at that point, and I was very happy. Anyway. That's fair. That's, that's, that's nice. a fair assessment. Uh, there's there's a lot of nice uh, did, female. Did you mean uh, did you mean Omus, by the way, not Dabakato? Did you mean Omus? Oh, Omus, sorry. Uh, yeah, my bad. Um, they're two giant men. So uh, yes, um, that that's that. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, that was a funny spot with Strowman uh, going to throw AJL that direction. <laughs> He's like, ah, shit, and then switching directions and throwing him out the other side of the ropes and. He's sitting there like, oh fuck, I didn't think of that. So uh, that that was a, that was a cool little moment. What did we think of Strowman uh, at number thirty? Was that kind of a letdown? Yes. Yep. Well, he he was in the letdown spot. I feel like if it's not a surprise guy and it's somebody we've seen, and he literally just came back last week, so <laughs> yeah. like they almost like ruined him as a surprise like, in general. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, save like, it. Don't save it for a week for a nothing, you know, episode of TV. But yeah, I know like they wanted to like make the other surprises seem bigger, like with Seth Rollins' return. True. Then and why cr- wouldn't yeah. Seth Rollins be thirty and you have Strowman right. be twenty nine? It was bad booking on their part. That was just so lame. And, and if the, also to that point, Boston, they're not if the thirty's not going to win two either. They're not going to go over. Why don't you just have Carlito come out? They would have still got the pop. Yeah, know? true. Surprise guy. Yeah, but they, the they fact that we're not in front of fans, technically, I mean, there's the screens, but they they can get away with it because the crowd obviously w- wasn't pissed and it wasn't a letdown. It, it wasn't the the Ray Mysterio thing that happened several years ago. When well, they, 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 they want to control the audio, the volume, so they, uh, the crowd that's true so too. They pump whatever they wanted. Yeah, to. Well, I, I you know to you know to speak to that lasting impression is. You want to have those highs, just not on the winner, but those those 
those viewers at home that they'll tune in tomorrow to see what could potentially happen or tune in Friday. I, I guess it just might be the, the Hameen factor and MSG. You probably feel the same way because we hear so much as uh, Braun Strowman doesn't do anything for me. He, I mean, he, yeah, he's a giant. He looks magnificent, but he has destroyed his, his own business and his character through social media and whatever other platforms, I yeah. cannot take him serious as, you know, as one of those great giants. So it's what we will always, as I mean, always says, we'll always talk about an Andre the Giant where Braun could have been in that conversation, but he's made himself a joke. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I mean, you know, it, a lot of it was his doing, but a lot of it was in just... Vince's office. And I was like, Vince, <laughs> I'm going to kill myself, dude. <laughs> Right. And at that, that was at that point, I was like, oh, come on, bro. Why'd you say yeah. that on camera, though? Like, that's something you should have kept to yourself, bro. Come but, I mean, on. Vince has kind of done that over the years. I mean, he did it with, with, with the Big Show. I mean, Big Show. That's B12, dude. That's B12, <laughs> not steroids, man. <laughs> Check Big me show, out an elf outfit. Big Show should have been a killer. I mean, he was for a short period of time, but then he's getting, you know, stunned and pinned by Steve Austin. I mean, he kind of he did a job literally for everybody during the Attitude Era. It's just because so. they kept flipping show. They flipped him too much back and forth between heel and babyface. They flipped too many Kane, times. too, but Kane was still a monster. So, I don't know. I mean, that's well, just... I, uh, I believe it was Don Callis that had mentioned this and when he was working with Kurgan. And he said the day that Kurgan went in there, he, they were at a Christmas party, some kind of function, and he went out on the dance floor and was cutting it up and having a good time. And he said he knew at that moment when Kurgan showed the office his personality, they were going to make him a joke, and he completely screwed over what they had going on. So you start acting in that fashion, yeah, you're you're going to make the this the seventy nine year old chuckle, and he's going to take that to television so he can continue to make himself laugh instead of you being just that, that brutal beast so uh, big, mountain that you should be. So Big Show being funny on Saturday Night Live when The Rock was hosting, do you think that was to his detriment? Probably a lot of that, I mean, because he, he does seem to have a lot of personality and, and just ribbon backstage and all that. And and you look to oppose to the stories that we've heard of how the Undertaker would handle his business. He, right. You didn't hear about, you know, him really, although he had his crew and all that, you didn't hear him about being, you know, the big cut up or anything like that. Yeah. Why are we still doing the Messiah thing with Seth Rollins' pause? I mean, wouldn't this been a perfect time to turn him babyface since he just literally had a baby and, you know, make him, a, you know, a, a decent contender in the babyface side? Because there's not that many of them right now. Yeah, I was thinking it too. I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, we haven't seen him in a few months. The Messiah. So I was like, oh, maybe he'll change it up. And nope. So I guess they really just, I don't know. I guess when these guys come back, they technically really don't have anything for them. It's weird. Right. It's like, you're back. We don't have anything for you, but you're back. It's a surprise. Like, there's no thought process involved. Yeah. I would be like, okay, Rollins, when are you coming back? Let's story this out. Okay, you just had a baby. Uh, Becky Lynch, you're married to Becky. Let's, you know, you're obviously going to maybe we'll make you a face. We can have you do this return. There was no thought put into it. Like, yeah, just come back. Right. You're well, we'll mention that you're back and you haven't been here in months, but yeah, there's no, there's no character development at all. They did that last time during his yeah. return. Yeah, that's true. It, you know, the fans, they, they were, they were hungry for him. They wanted to cheer and they're running him out there and he gives the, the old cliche. Where were you when I was injured? I didn't get any. Le- it was it was yeah, yeah weird. Embrace yeah. it. The fans want to get behind him here. Now, if you if you sorry, wanted a big, have a big face return for for Rollins and have him go face Reigns at WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. No. I just to me it's a missed opportunity, man. Burn it down and and that music hits, dude. I, I think that would have been even if there's nobody there, it's still a great pop. I would have popped for it at home to see him come back as Seth freaking Rollins, but that's just my opinion. I'm a fan of the guy. Um, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of the Messiah gimmick when it started. To me, it's just, uh, 
and I'm I'm a religious guy, so I I didn't I don't ever care for that that type of cheap heat. But uh, Matt, <laughs> uh, you look like you want to say something. No, it's fine. Okay. That's I mean, fair. Seth right. Rollins. I'm That's not. He's not the most exciting Messiah character. You know, to be quite honest, uh, you know. But yeah, I mean. How did he get injured? Because they wrote him off, right? That's how they got rid of him at Survivor Series. We haven't seen him since then when he lost. He, he went out. Uh, he was in the uh, the team. Right, he team sacrificed match, himself. And he said, I do this for you. And he just got kicked and was gone. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Sad. Well, yeah. then I was going to say he needed to be crucified, <laughs> but at least he did that. So, yeah, he should have came back the baby face. What? If he came back three months later and then the stone opened, like he should have been the baby face, right? That should have been something you should have been. I don't know. You're, being you're biblical here. Just You're saying. killing me. Uh, overall thoughts on, uh, on 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 <laughs> thoughts on the overall pay per view uh, RBV as we wrap it up here. Well, again, it, it, it's my favorite gimmick match, uh, so I, I'm always excited for the Rumble. It's my favorite event of the year. Uh, I do think, as we look at WrestleMania being two nights, I always wonder if the Royal Rumble could extend to that. Because, skin fuck. Well, because because they got to split the audience, so yeah. they, they Go, can only have a certain capacity, but. Yeah. I was even thinking to myself, you know what? Maybe I could have a rumble weekend where you give me uh, two nights of rumbles because, again, it's a lot to sit through. Oh God, it is. And, and I mentioned on on day six of Red Rumble that if you know if you still have the brand split, why don't we have uh, a SmackDown Men's Rumble? Uh, oh, no, no, we're not adding Rumble. A, a Raw Men's Rumble. Rumble, but hey. That means so whoever whoever doesn't win the rumble, for, let's just say for SmackDown I, now. I if, like Saturday is just all women's undercard, women's rumble, then Sunday is is the men's that's, turn. That's fair, like but that. but I mean, but logically though, somebody can just go in next month, win a title shot that, that didn't win the rumble, and boom, they're going to WrestleMania and didn't have you to go gotta, through. You got to survive the chamber, guys. Rob. You got to survive the chamber. Oh, that's the even chamber. more brutal. They have to be Rick. They've got to be PC. So Saturday night will be the women's <laughs> rumble, headlined by the men's championships, and then on Sunday night it'll be. The the men's Royal Rumble headlined by the women's championships. So there you go. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, we need Eric Bischoff to come back to uh, promote the, the Chamber since that was his his creation. So, uh, pause. your thoughts on the uh, the Royal Rumble as a whole tonight? Pretty solid overall. I, you know, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I feel like the people who should have won one and that was kind of like their stars or their guys and this is who they're going to kind of put the anchors on and these are going to be their guys going forward roman uh they like edge obviously sasha banks i feel like you know these these are the guys that that are going to drew mcintyre of course uh going to be the anchors for the show going forward and going to be the main eventers of wrestlemania so i feel like everybody that should have won one and they're headed in the right direction. Pretty solid show overall. Definitely better effort than I've seen from them uh, in the last couple of months. I will agree with that as well, Matt. You haven't watched lately, as as I have. I haven't either. Uh, but your thoughts on tonight's Rumble as an entire pay per view? I mean, it was a six, seven out of ten. If I was giving it a grade, you know, I wouldn't say this was a bad pay per view. That I just, you know, it's a Royal Rumble. I want I want more surprises. I want more shock and awe. MSG did, did, did they do enough? To, to potentially have a lost fan like you come back? Um, I'm probably interested in the Tribal Chief stuff, so maybe while I'm working Friday nights and I'm running SmackDown on Fox, I'll pay a little bit more attention. Uh, the one and only Kaz from Hameen Media Group says, it was a good show. That's, well, that's absolutely great, right, Kaz. Thanks awesome. for thanks, thanks for bringing for that. that up. Thanks for that. Always uh, with the tremendous insight, the Kaz. 100%. Yeah, He's a man of many words. Yes. 
Um, look, it's the road to WrestleMania. Even though I haven't been watching lately, I'm gonna watch Raw and SmackDown and and you know NXT leading up to to WrestleMania because it's my favorite time of the year. Uh, as a 30 plus year fan of wrestling, it's been so so hard to watch. Uh, I stopped watching right around Hell in a Cell time, uh, but I'm ready to pick it back up. I'm ready to get in WrestleMania season. I'm ready to get fired up and hope that we have some decent matches for WrestleMania coming up here in April. Too big for just one night again. Uh, and as Pa said, it's you know it's the COVID deal. You know they'll probably have twenty thousand one night and twenty thousand the other night. So you know Vince can still make his money on an almost full uh, building. I think it holds about seventy, if I'm not mistaken, seventy or eighty. Sixty-five uh, and a half. Sixty-five eight. RBV, you are just uh, you're just a, a fountain of information. Uh, it's always good to have this. I just happened to be. I was looking it up this afternoon. I just happened to fucking check it out. <laughs> but yeah, the resident statistician, uh, status sorry statistician. We should just call you Dr. RBV. You're, you're a doctor of statistics. I think that should be a thing going forward. All in favor? Oh, we, sure. We've got uh, no, the, no. the fitness guru, RBB Fitness. You know, that is my specialty. <laughs> I love your, your food posts. Uh, RBV Fitness is, uh, is sweeping the nation and sweeping the world. Uh, I, I, I joke today that we need to go on a food road trip, but I literally, like, I'll come pick you up and we'll go on a food road trip because uh, you definitely know where to hit all the spots. Uh, Matt can join us because he's a skinny little fucker too. So maybe we can put some meat on Matt's bones there and get him beefed up and and looking nice and 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 fit. And no, no, he'll just he'll just smoke his 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 time away. So any event, uh, that's I have no segue for that, guys. I enjoyed uh, breaking down this Royal Rumble 2021 with you guys. Uh, it was a fun time. Let's get our plugs out there so everybody knows how to where to find you guys. I'll start with you, Mr. Vickery. Where can everybody find you on social media? And uh, what do you have going on here coming up here on HMG? Well, as uh, as we talked about there, if, if you're in, if you're if you're a foodie out there and you want to keep up with uh, all my crazy food adventures, is the uh, hashtag RBV Fitness and my new project that that I've just launched, RBV Eats Out, which uh, I just did a debut. Eats Out Cincinnati Wing Week. Uh, you can follow me across all social media at the Real RBV. Uh, and of course, you might you might get a double hit of this, uh, but you can catch me Monday mornings. You can catch me in a couple hours here live, eight thirty on the Hameen Media Group Facebook page. Uh, so I'll be sitting down with Ben Hameen and the Good Doctor Ted McNailer as we're going to be getting the pros' thoughts on, on tonight's show. And and now my weekly question to them is kind of inspired here. I'm going to ask them uh, how they would handle preparation going into WrestleMania season and how you build that card. So something to check out there. You can find that also uh, the audio versions at heckerhameen.podbean.com or you can check out all the affiliate programs where you can find this show over at hameenmediagroup.podbean.com. And I'm a huge fan of the Monday Locker Room. It's such a good show. Uh, thank you, Clover of Luck. He just says, I, I, I'm new. I just subbed. Can't wait to rewatch this stream. Thank you very much for that. Uh, this is a, a very... Uh, sparingly used channel, uh, my Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel, but I am going to, I am rebranding. Uh, I'm going to have new logos, uh, a, a shortened name, and I'm going to be relaunching this channel here. So uh, a lot more content will be coming out, and as well as uh, the Hameen Media Group YouTube page, uh, which uh, several of my videos run this week for the summer, summer of Rad, Jesus Christ, we're not even in this fucking summer yet. For the second annual Rad Rumble, I'm tired. It's it's almost midnight here where I am. But in any event, um, thank you, Clover of Luck, for subbing. John Paz, Mr. Paz, Mr. Podcast, where can we find you, brother, and what you got going on? 
For everything for me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check out my website, tmptempire.com. Got so much stuff going on. Look at that nice baked something club there. I love it. Uh, we've got so much uh, going on, but just check me out on social media and check the latest because there is a lot going on in my world. So much more than you can handle sometimes, but yes. uh, we appreciate all the hard work that you put in with all of your fantastic shows, and we're so thrilled to have you uh, as part of the brand now with the synergy with Hameen. Uh, we got lots of good projects coming up. We got some Patreons coming up here in the future, so lots of good stuff. We're happy to have you on board, uh, and always, you know, we always love it when you come on our shows. Mr. Matthew Schaffer Gage. I'm your host on the scene where the air is clean and I'm lighting up green. Yeah, boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Each and every week, myself, Ben Hameen, and Chris Silvio break down AEW on the number one, as voted by you, wrestling review show of Hameen Media Group, like The Fuse. So check it out at hackerhameen.podbean.com. Search for it everywhere as well. Check out Check Mad Bows, a South Park review where we review South Park in order, linear fashion to be exact, as we break down each and every episode one by one and give you all the fun facts and hilarity that goes on in the world of South Park. As well, I'm also sponsored by The Baked Boys Club, brand new sponsor. You can use the code SUCKMYBALLSPOD at thebakedboysclub.com if you want to get those fresh threads. If you're a stoner, if you're a gamer, check out Baked Boys Club. You might find something you like. And uh, if you like to get baked and you want to be one of the boys, join the club, bigboysclub.com, as well as, of course, patreon.com slash stevie ray tv sucker join the fruit booty tier or the slapjack tier you can also join the hard hangout where you can hang out with stevie ray once a month you can actually ask him questions face to face so check out patreon.com slash stevie ray tv you're such a pro i'm telling you you didn't want to plug brosters or the olive oil gimmick or any of that. Well, we're so. on a different channel. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> it's all part of the same family, man. Come on. Uh, guys, uh, all my fans, all my listeners, uh, I appreciate everyone's support over this past week. Uh, the Rad Rumble was a uh, overwhelming success. All seven shows I did this week got really, really nice, positive reviews. So I do thank everyone out there across the world for listening to my shows. I put a lot of work into this week. It's a passion project of mine. I do it for all the major shows. I do it for Royal Rumble. I got Rad Mania 3 coming up here during WrestleMania, and I also have the Summer of Rad. Uh, the third annual coming up this summer for SummerSlam. It's the Virus Series can suck a bag of dicks because nobody cares about that pay-per-view at all anymore. So, uh, again, uh, I couldn't do any of this without you guys here and without my fans and listeners across the world uh, for making this week absolutely worth my exhaustion. So, thank you to everybody involved, especially Matt, for helping me get my shows out there and, uh, you know, having to deal with me, you know, bossing you around and telling you when to put things up and and where to put them up and you know i, I appreciate your help no don't 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 be don't be shy you're 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 an important cog in the machine here that keeps things rolling i've told you that many many times without no, you don't tell you don't tell me shit oh you can kayfabe it but that's fine that's fine that's fair oh, shit to do <laughs> uh pause rbv msg thank you guys very very much for being here i had a blast talking to you guys this went an hour longer than i expected but I have so much fun talking to you guys, so uh, it was definitely well worth it on my end. Uh, at least I uh, uh, crossed that one off the bucket list that I got to speak with the one and only RBV. 
the legendary producer and host at, at HMG. Can you um, do me a favor, Rick, before we sign off? Can you <laughs> stick your hand up and point at the logo there? Uh, other way. No, no, no. Can you stick at the screen, on the screen? Oh, oh, right there. Everybody sees it. Yeah, point, point at Red Rumble's logo. Point at Red Rumble's logo, though. No, no. Put your finger up and go and point at it. No, no I'm all right. I don't want to do it. So, point at the sign guy. Can't even point at the goddamn sign. Uh, again, everybody that, that, that tuned in. Uh, tuned in tonight uh, on, on my YouTube channel. I appreciate it. Thank you for all the comments and interaction we had here tonight. Far more than I expected for a channel that has got about six subscribers. So I shared it everywhere. So. You're such a good. You're, you're such a good good helper. He's he's a good elf. We'll uh, we'll give him a pass. Uh, we'll be back right here uh, for another RTW Rewind, which is on Hacker Hameen Yala uh, every Sunday, breaking down the. Uh, you know, main events of the past, pay-per-views of the past, speaking with influential personalities from the sport of professional wrestling, some of which you heard this week, Jimmy Corderas, Brutal Bob Evans, and the one and only B, Brian Belair. Uh, we have much, much more to come. So thank you for everybody to tune in this week, and thank you for everybody to tune in tonight, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to the flagship edition of the Red Turtles Wrestling Podcast. Please follow RTW on Twitter at Red Turtles Pod. You can also send us an email at RedTurtlesWrestling at gmail.com. We'd like to thank you for all your support. You've been listening to the Red Turtles Wrestling Podcast.
Thank you.